Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that somehow stumbled into Transformer cannibalism. <laughs> I'm your host, Greg. I'm John. I'm Jordan. I'm Kendall, and I'm really excited to see how the, the Predacons fare now that, now that Megatron is dead forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's right, we didn't actually see... Oh, well, sort of. We'll allude to it, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. This week we're reviewing episode three, The Web. A little weird episode. But. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Well, was that's all because of one specific character. Yeah. But yes. So going through, uh, let's, let's start things off. Kendall, uh, I think you've got your IMDB up, don't you? Uh, I'm going to retreat off of IMDb at this point. <laughs> Skype just told me I have no microphone detected. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. you kind of bugged out a little bit, but yeah. okay. But yeah. yeah, you're back to normal now. Probably IMD, my IMDb. I've become. Okay, I'm, I'm the guy. Now I'm the guy. Before I was <laughs> kind of the guy. Now I'm the. Now I'm the. Now I'm the guy with the bad Skype connection. Okay. <laughs> So, it's only uh, because you're opening a web page. It'll, it'll uh, stabilize. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, okay, so since it took Rhinox a month to make the comlink, it follows that the Maximals have been stranded for at least that long. However, the time factor becomes a moot point in later later episodes as the, Ma- the Maximals will start communicating through interfaces in their bodies. Presumably, Rhinox was able to upgrade the upgrade them to compensate for the lost uh, comlink. Yeah. So that um, means he basically did invasive surgery. If it's oh. internal conflicts, if you think about that. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a thing. Or maybe so. they, I mean, assumedly they could do something, like, maybe they were in that, like, machine that that oh, uh, that I made them so. into beasts and stuff. Oh, the CR chamber or something along yeah. those lines. They just have, like, a, an, edit, an edit machine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... In in this episode, in Cheetor's dream, which I, I have a feeling we'll have a lot to say about, because that was a weird <laughs> that was a weird se- uh, section. You actually can see Starscream flying through the. Uh, oh my god! Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, the beginning. Flying over Cybertron, um, and and he he has the Decepticon signal uh, sig- sigil. Sorry, I'm trying to read what this thing <laughs> says, and and I don't know what. Yeah, he's got the symbol. I, think um, I was getting up to make soup at that point. I totally missed that. I need to look for it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is the first. It says here this is the first direct reference Beast Wars made to the predecessor Transformers. Uh, but I think we said in the pilot episode that they referenced the Great War. Yes. And yeah, uh, though and I don't think they specifically said it was between the Autobots and Decepticons. It just can be inferred that. So yeah, this is the first direct like, reference. Yeah. That was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. This is the first. I guess this is the first reference that even I, if I was paying attention uh, that much, I think I remember seeing the jet plane and being like, "That's weird." But um, I didn't catch the Decepticon sigil. Why can't it just say symbol? <laughs> and no, uh, Japanese name for the episode is Cheetos no Kiki or Cheetor's Crisis. <laughs> Cheetahs no kiki. No kiki for cheetahs. <laughs> that, that does not sound like Japanese. That sounds like broken English. Um, yeah. 
and well, I mean, uh you no know, is possessive in japanese so kind of it makes sense but it's just it just sounds silly it almost sounds like something you might hear from a hooker say hey if they're trying to you know pick you up they don't have english <laughs> as the first language no kiki <laughs> no kiki cheetah's long time <laughs> um uh, and then this is the first time in the series that Cheetor has visions of events before they occur. I guess that implies that it happens again later. Yeah. Um, weird. I think they never, uh, they never actually like delve into it, but for some reason, Cheetor, che- uh, no, I'm calling him Cheetor. Cheetor <laughs> has, has this weird precognitive ability. Like he sometimes gets like future dreams. Yeah, and I'm and I know it's happened like like after this, like it happens at least one or two more times. I can think of at least one instance, and that's in well, season three. Well, that's, that's just the thing that cheetahs can do. But I mean, what's weird is that <laughs> how is how is this like predicting like um, future events? Because I mean, um, like I guess a little bit with tarantulas, but like it's it's uh, pre- that's pretty vague connection. Actually, at the at the exact end of the dream when he wakes up, he gets that flash of of uh rat trap oh that's right yeah and he actually like it's actually the same like character model okay from from later like i actually went back and checked that and i'm like wow that they i guess that saved them on animation time yeah (laughs) saved them a little bit on rendering but yeah little known fact she just can tell the future no big deal (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah that makes sense um yeah well it's because they run so fast Exactly. Yeah. They're they need, actually, they need they, to have the precognition so that they have the reaction time to do like turns and shit. Just oh, like yeah, a Jedi in pod yeah. racing. Yeah. They're like the Flash. It's like pod racing, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Now, this is pod racing. Speed Force, but it is, that is exactly pod racing. <laughs> now this is pod racing. Okay. Um, so uh, goofs from this episode looks like there's actually several of them. Um, Rat Trap calls Tarantulas eight eyes, even though he has nine eyes. Yeah. I... Um, Can't count very well. Uh, I guess when Cheetor wakes up from uh, an Optimus finds him, he's missing his freckles. That's really. Uh, and, <laughs> that's really hit him so hard, so he blew off his freckles. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so, so, some of these some of these continuity details on on IMDb are really interesting because like you would think there would be more in depth like trivia about like the behind the scenes and stuff but no this guy noticed that Cheetor's missing his freckles um like it's like and then scorpinox eye color changes from red to yellow randomly you think he was like furious about it i he's just like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna write a letter to to mainframe entertainment because there's no internet right now so i I can't tweet this i'm just gonna write a letter to them (laughs) i think the internet existed in 1996 he probably would have sent an email to like beastwars at mainframe.com or at (laughs) hotmail.com hopefully it would work i don't i don't know i don't know if mainframe like gave out their email address but maybe they did i don't know continuity at beastwars.com No, there was probably a, a if you went to beastwars.com in 1996, there was probably like a contact us page. Okay, readouts on Tarantulas' monitor about Cheetor's health change randomly. Of course they do cuz those kinds of things always do. I thought that it actually looked like it stayed the same the whole time. Mm, did change a little bit when he was playing with the buttons. There's a lot of bars yeah. moving at one point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you maybe you're right. 
Okay, the Maximals make a big deal about retrieving the Mega Cannon, although it's like basically never brought up again. I was wondering about that. If I was going to lead <laughs> into the next episode, I'm like, okay, it's going to like come up again. Like it's not okay. Yeah. Plot <laughs> yeah, device like a... cannon. Yeah. <laughs> it's here for now. And oh, and this and this is uh, and then and then the last little plot hole that it mentions is is that Optimus says that Rhinox doesn't have enough spare parts to build a new com comlink. Uh, yet in later later episodes, they can all communicate with comlinks built into their own bodies. So either he was wrong, and. And Rhinox did have the the spare parts, or they were able to actually do that the whole time. I'm, maybe or he just, he just he didn't look at that one. Themselves? Yeah. He didn't look at that one corner of the closet. He just there was a blanket <laughs> over. It. He didn't feel like moving at the time. Well, maybe he maybe he was able to just boost things their, under things. You would you would think that that the comlink thing because the the issue is just the the radiation interference. You could probably just boost the signal. Of of the of the comics they already have, that's true. So maybe it's it's got real dark, and he like found one of those pods, and he decided they needed the parts more than another soldier. Oh, that's dark. That's really dark. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know when it. I don't know when it happens, but maybe they found a. But I mean, it's it is. First of all, there's random debris everywhere apparently because uh, Scorponok finds the gun. That's true. It's fully functional, and se- and second of all, I mean, maybe there's maybe there's something in one of those pods that would give you know the extra little bit of battery. To well, they just found one that was already just dead because like it, it crash landed bad or something. Right. I mean, and there obviously are time jumps between episodes because it's been a month. Yeah, that's true. Could have been a blank because they have come across those, as we'll learn in the future. Not to get too ahead of ourselves, anyway. Yeah, no spoilers. Megatron's dead. <laughs> He's dead. He's totally dead. Meanwhile, I'm, try- dead. I'm trying to confirm or deny that spiders can have nine eyes because I never. <laughs> it it bothered me. Like why? Why? Because I. Yeah, like in nor- normally, like there is no natural spider with nine eyes. Yeah, but remember, this isn't Earth. This is yeah. Earth with two moons. Yeah, that's true. Earth yeah. with two moons. Everything's different here. Uh-huh. On Earth with two moons, would they actually like have a good director eyes. for us for a Transformers movie? <laughs> it, it, I'm I'm curious now if if Earth with two moons were a real Earth, would we have had a better director for the Transformers movies? Hmm. In Earth Maybe. with Two Moons, Joss Whedon directed the Transformers movies, and Michael Bay directed Avengers. I'm, I'm. Oh, I don't know if I'd like that. Though. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to go to that <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's like a monkey paw thing. Like you know, yeah. you think it's oh. better, but then no. Yeah, but then who would get joshed in the in in the Transformers movie besides Optimus? Yeah, it would have to be everybody but Optimus. <laughs> Josh, like an, it's hilarious. It would be another character that everybody loved. I think it would be Bumblebee would would randomly yeah, kill probably. Yeah, and then and then and then uh, Spike with Wiki would just like have his heroic moment after that. Yeah, because he would he would call him Spike like the original. He wouldn't call name him Sam. Yeah, and it wouldn't be shy. Be voiced by James Mar- Marsters. <laughs> we would get we would get um David Boreanaz to play Spike too. 
Well, no, it wouldn't be David Boreanaz. Who would it be? Because it's got to be somebody a little bit younger. I was trying to pick the worst thing possible. Because <laughs> <laughs> Spike is the is the Shia LaBeouf character, right? Oh, they get Spike to yeah. play Spike. What was I thinking? Yeah, that's why I said James Worsh. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think of a younger... Oh, I like, didn't know, I didn't know his actor name. Go-to. I mean, yeah. Oh, well, actually, um, shoot, what's his name? Who played Xander? Um, oh, Oh, I've met the guy. I don't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. Nicholas Brendan. Yes, Nicholas Brendan. So he would be, he would not be an alcoholic in that in that universe, <laughs> and um, it would have been made a little bit earlier so that he was the right age, yeah. and he would and he would play that. I think. Yeah, and it would have saved his career. Yep. Meanwhile, Shia LaBeouf would be, uh, would be a you know, or maybe Shia LaBeouf would have been on Buffy. Maybe oh, Michael Bay. We're getting too deep here, guys. We got to reel it back in. So let's, getting back to Transformers and looking at the wiki, because I, I, we brought this up before on previous episodes, there's actually a trivia note that says that Cheater and the, uh, and the other characters pretty distinctly pronounce his name as Cheater. So it isn't just us like mishearing it or wonder, or if they're just saying it wrong. They are actually <laughs> saying Cheater instead of Cheetor for the first couple of episodes, apparently. Okay, so it does change though, because we were wondering last time if it just if it yeah forever. <laughs> no, he just he only, he calls himself Cheetor at the very beginning of the of the pilot episode, and then they just completely changed it after that. <laughs> he just completely forgot, or he got, or that's, he was lazy. Yeah, I feel like that's like it's like uh, I don't know. It's like it's like you have a maybe his name is Cheetor, but they call him Cheater just because it's easier to say, like it's the nickname kind of thing. And one other interesting thing I might want to point out for like Transformers fans is apparently this is the first reference to the Inferno, which they actually change later to the pit because, you know, there's later on a character becomes Inferno. So, you know, but I was I was going to say that I just I really liked that, like when he's like say hello to the inferno or whatever he says i don't remember now but i thought it was a really good line it was a really good way of dancing around saying hell yeah yeah like 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 the the writers actually said that they they did they purposely made that like a curse or so so they could actually bad guys could swear and there's actually like a whole bunch of stuff like if you want to go down a wiki hole you know there's there's something to look at but like apparently there's a whole thing between you know the inferno pit being the Transformers hell and the Matrix being their heaven. And so, like, you, you know, like how they're like opposites of, this, of the coin and things are certain things are from the supposedly from the pit, possibly like, you know, Unicron might be an agent of the pit or whatever. Wow. And it also mentions like how, you know, the Matrix and and Sparks and such is a verifiable thing in Transformers canon and stuff like that, while the pit is supposedly... Uh, unproven hearsay. So <laughs> it's kind it's of really like cool. <laughs> yeah. Like so that. it's like it's like heaven is proven, but hell isn't. Yeah. Heaven heaven is proven. Hell is a question mark. We're Which is the opposite of, of shows like Buffy or Supernatural, where hell is like definitely there, and heaven was a little hazy at first. At least in Super in Supernatural was hazy at first, yeah. and then it's brought out more. Well, they don't. I mean, I think in Buffy the they don't acknowledge the existence of heaven basically until uh until the musical episode or or the couple oh, right. of episodes before where where she where she gets pulled out of heaven 
um, whatever season, season six, sometime in season six, because she had, she tells Spike knows about it a couple episodes earlier than that. Yeah, my I'm a little I'm a little hazy on my bus my Buffy lore. <laughs> I forgot okay. who Nicholas Brendan was for a second. Considering and, how uh, long ago it was, I don't think that's you know that's that's perfectly forgivable. <laughs> Well, I didn't watch Buffy when it was on. I wa- I discovered Buffy when everyone discovers Joss Whedon when I was twenty one. <laughs> I, I watched that shit when I was in elementary school, but that's just me. I guess. Well, you're you're just you're just uh, you're you're just ahead of the curve. You you liked it before it was cool. I remember <laughs> when I was in elementary school, the girl I had a crush on that was her favorite show. That's probably mm-hmm. why I started watching it. Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, there's there's definitely people that watched it when it was on, obviously. But I think there's also a lot of people that I knew sort of discovered it later when they realized it wasn't just a you know teenagers look at look at each other with googly eyes show. Like uh-huh. it was, it's actually got some some depth to it and some character development and some and so a sense of humor and everything. You know, much like Transformers. Indeed. We'll not talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a lot of romance in uh, in this episode of Transformers. Not this one, but no. later on. Yeah, we haven't so. we haven't we haven't started to talk about the uh, what, what That's actually what happened. To do. Oh, before we sorry before we get into that, I just want to I just want to say quick laser disc update. Um, I still haven't been able to find a laser disc player uh, by looking at places that don't sell them. They don't have it at Target. <laughs> But one of the local half-price books does have a Laserdisc section consisting of one movie, uh, Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, my God. <laughs> so just that one movie. Is it, it, is, it more, is, it, is it multiple copies of that one movie? Because that would be amazing. Is it an aisle of Twins? <laughs> no, <laughs> and they're all no although that too. sounds like something that half-price books would have. Is like one like a pile of this a, of a copy of one thing in a given medium. <laughs> we thought they would sell, <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, but yes, they just had twin. I th- I thought that that ha- that it had had a larger section in the past, but I mean, they probably just can't keep things in stock. Um, yeah. Also, I was at a used video game store today, and there was a guy that had a collection of laser discs that he wanted to sell to the video game store. And the guy said, "Well, I'm not sure if we buy them, but I'll look through them." And it took him like too long, and so the the guy got mad and left. But that's hilarious. But yeah, yeah, uh, I knew that today we were going to be recording uh, because uh, you know because I ran into two, not one, but two things related to laser discs. There you go. The legend grows and continues. Laser discs shall live on in War and Beast. <laughs> Getting into the episode now, we open up sort of a nice little uh, vegetation scene. It sort of zooms in, goes over some water, up a waterfall into the, the maximal ship there. And we've got Rhinox and Optimus looking over a piece of equipment. I like that sweeping shot a lot because it 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 feel like they were like kind of impressive this looks, and now it's just like no, <laughs> it's not really that impressive anymore. No, but we have Optimus uh, saying to Rhinox, "Good work," and Rhinox he seemed a bit pessimistic at first. He's like, "Well, still needs a field test," and that's where we get Cheetor popping in. He runs right in, jumps up onto a table, very eager. Yeah. Just like my cat at home. Damn cat. But uh, yeah, anyway, he's like, test? I'm your what? What should we got? 
And uh, Optimus responds saying that Rhinox was able to cobble together a new comm link and it should hopefully solve the, their long range communication problems. To which Rhinox again is like, if it works. I Cheetor would be like, Ultra Gear. Whoever said that? Oh, yeah. That? Yeah, I forgot. He said, yeah, because I was like, that's a, it's like a slang term in, of Transformers. I like, I, I go back and forth on on liking and hating, uh, <laughs> like made up slang terms. Sometimes it really works well, and sometimes it doesn't. Like Battlestar Galactica and Frack. Like I hate that. I just think you know when people it's or and the only thing worse than that is when people in other media say Frack in reference to Battlestar Galactica. Um, I hate that. But but something about something about it when it's cheesy. Like that, like yeah, when like I've, gear, or like when, or like uh, on Futurama when she's like, "Bah," uh, <laughs> what's her name? Um, oh, Leela? No, it's no, not no, Leela. No. Amy. Oh, Amy. Amy, because she's from the whatever the future. She's from Mars. <laughs> I and, like how and, in Guardians they always made up their own swear words too, especially Dast. Dast was like the best part about Dast was like you hardly ever saw it spelled the same way twice in the same comic which was hilarious like sometimes the apostrophe would be after the d sometimes it would be after the t sometimes in the middle who knows i'm gonna be honest i co-opted frack back when my kid was young and i couldn't swear in front of him so (laughs) i liked uh what was it in firefly like godarn or something like that oh uh ram garam yeah Yeah, that i loved that i I tried to adopt that also fire had the uh Chinese, which I thought was great, which is like amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, coming bringing it all back to Joss Whedon, um, and then <laughs> not get the away one, from him. <laughs> the other, Damn the other it. one, that, the other one that, that does it's very similar to the Battlestar Galactica thing, and it's where my mind went first. But I, I, I wanted to say something a little more mainstream to get you guys on board. Uh, in Spider Man twenty ninety nine, the comics they always say shock. They're like shock this. Oh yeah, so, oh, yeah. Right. And it that really does not work. No, like, well, there's a lot of stuff in Shadowrun. I don't remember where any of them are, but I remember playing Shadowrun and them having lots of different slang terms for that cyberpunk future of theirs. Yeah. And and just just one more, then we can move on. But uh, Anakin Skywalker says wizard in Star Wars Episode One, or somebody said maybe he doesn't say it. <laughs> one of the other kids. But like the, the the term wizard, I think is that's a great that's a God that, damn that's it, a very George wizard Lucas. <laughs> Why Star would Wars. wizard be in Star Wars? Now I understand that reference that Mabim Man was making on it because I didn't remember that line. Space wizards. So so for the record, Star Wars the original movie, Owen Lars does refer to Obi Wan Kenobi as a crazy uh, wizard. Oh, oh yeah. right, that, that wizard's right. just a crazy old man. So, so the term the term definitely exists. Although, when if he's saying it in that concert, maybe it's like that that awesome thing is just a crazy old man. Well, could that also be like because it's been only heard on Tatooine that it could only be a local sort of word? Huh. Hmm. It's getting far too into it, but like the the Owen guys, um, him saying in a different context of what it used to mean that happens to you, right? Because it's several like mm-hmm. years apart, right? Right, it's like 20 years later, or 40, 30, well, it's 40 years, it's 40 years from episode 1 to episode 4, I believe. 
Something along think, those lines. I think I think episode one is forty years BBY. So that that said, Anakin and Owen are from the same generation. So I don't know. Mm, yeah. Possible. Well, anyway, you know, we're getting back to the episode. Times. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm putting the plug in this bottle. Before we <laughs> go further away from it. This is fun being the guy that gets pulls everything off track. <laughs> It was relevant. We're talking about, I mean, we're talking about Cheetor saying gear. And this is, honestly, there's some weird stuff in this episode, but I felt like this episode was a little light. So, Optimus says it's a very valuable piece of equipment. Rhinox is like, take care of it. So, I love Rhinox in this episode. <laughs> He's kind of resigned that this is already going to go bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knew as soon as Cheetor jumped up on the table, he's like, oh, yep, here we go. I'm his fucking kid. <laughs> Everything's going to slag. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Rhinox is, is uh, Eeyore. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Yes. <laughs> but slag, that's another another one of those slang terms. Yeah. And that, that, again, works. Some For some reason, that works. That does. Yeah. I really like that one. Cheetor, of course, asks, how does it work? And Optimus is like, oh, you just talk into it. Ronix is like, we hope. So again, <laughs> he's like really pessimistic to start off. <laughs> Maybe so, he's just used to Murphy's Law. Oh, uh, that's true. My or whatever. Twilight, too. He was, he was talking about how luck was not on their side. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, he's, he, it's a bit pessimistic, but... It seems like he's just getting himself ready for the worst. <laughs> yeah. I feel well, like he's been through some so shit. This is like you know, Rat Trap seems to be a lot more optimistic in this episode, so you know somebody's got to be in a bad mood. Yes. <laughs> Optimus attaches the device, uh, wraps around Cheetor's leg, or ch- sort of closer to his shoulder, I guess, and tells him to head away from the base at Vector Omega, which I have no idea what vector that would have been. Might as well have said, just head that way. Maybe they just marked all the vectors in Greek alphabet. Huh? Doesn't he also say to to check in at every de- uh, deca quadrant or deca quadrant? Oh, it was every ten micro quads. Every ten yeah. micro quads. <laughs> quads. So I was like quads. So that's quadrant. Yeah. So I micro it was a- quadrant would be uh, what's a micro? Smaller than a, mi- it's like a million Mil- in a quadrant. Millions of thousand micros. Like the next one is one is below Milla. I think it's I think it's a mil. So one millionth of a quarter of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because uh, later on they just kind of start messing around with terms and ten <laughs> times stuff. Anyways, <laughs> like it even mentioned it in the wiki how like they haven't been very consistent. Like they haven't. Yeah, consistent uh, for the first few episodes because I think like like shortly after he says the like every so so many clicks or or he's like so many clicks out, which <laughs> kind of com- completely goes different from what they were using as like distance frame, yeah, distance units right. to begin with. Because clicks is generally kilometers, right? Yep. Yeah, us Canadians know no. about clicks. Yes. <laughs> We're in the know. So obviously you can tell that this show was made in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and- why that's why they always use 
the metric system. It's not because of the implication that we're gonna, that eventually everybody's going to use the metric system in the future. It's just because that happens to be what's made what they use in Canada. Probably. Yes. <laughs> That's you. You've, you've completely opened opened my mind to a new horizon or something. There we go. And all, and all maximals identify as Canadians. So yeah. you know. <laughs> Wait, w- with that being the case, what do the Predacons identify as? Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I did well, not I... say that. <laughs> Sadly, I, I didn't say that. It's just someone else. Yeah. When we get to Quick Strike, we can't really deny that, could we? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think it's only safe to answer that question by saying Americans because otherwise I would be racist. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> I can't be like, oh, they're, they're Mexicans because all Mexicans are evil dinosaurs. <laughs> Which no. you don't actually believe, right? Oh. <laughs> Hope so. Hope so. And see, <laughs> going to Mexicans first, now that's racist too. So I'm, you know. You, you, you can't just pull out, dude. You can't make it. <laughs> so Americans. Abort. Abort. Americans. <laughs> anyway. So Optimus sends him on his way, tells him, we'll see how far we can track you. And also, if you encounter any Predacons, return immediately. To which Cheater's like, I'll be moving too fast for them to see me. I'm and thinking, I, you're I, not the Flash, you're a Cheater. <laughs> I, I love um, Rhinox's reaction where he's just like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the best. Like, I, it, 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 I don't know if, like, it's supposed to be disapproving, but it doesn't really sound like that. It's weird. Yeah, he's, he, it's he's... more like, it's more like, well, this is how things are. <laughs> like, oh, might as well set myself up for the downfall. I mean, he goes into his little doghouse thing. Aww. It would have to be a pretty big doghouse for a rhino, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. <laughs> That's what Eeyore has, right? Am I remembering that He's wrong? kind of a small rhino, though. That's true. Because hmm. he's smaller than Optimus. Like, wouldn't a rhinoceros probably be bigger than a gorilla usually. I don't know. I have no idea, but that's so weird considering that like a rat's way too big for a rat and the, the spider is like too big. So it's like we're going to scale up some animals and scale down others. Yeah, well, cuz you have to make everybody person size more or less. True. That's- although although some are still much bigger than others. It's because they have to be the size of the toys and they wanted the Optimus toy to be $20. So So wait. If they made the elephant in the show, would they have had to make a really tiny elephant? Oh man, guessing so. Now I'm just. What was it would, that? Have, uh, it would at least be small for an two. elephant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just remembering that old. Uh, there was like an old Warner Brothers cartoon with a tiny elephant, and just like everyone was like, "No, there's no such thing as a tiny elephant." Like someone was like on. The, on oh TV, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, this is massive. As the little tiny elephant just comes up and like plays in his with his little like glass of water and spritz some bird water. bath and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's the best. I love that. That was on um Quackbusters. Oh, so the, the, when Daffy Duck makes a paranormal investigation. Oh uh, yes. Anyway, we're getting off topic again. <laughs> Bringing it back. Anyway, Cheater makes a dash for it. He's already run away at top speed. 
Optimus is in a chair monitoring, and he sort of looks back at Rhinox, who's giving him a look, and he's like, he'll do fine. And I just realized they blink as, like, Optimus's eyes go, like, dim, and then they rebrighten. Yeah. Like, as if you were blinking. That's kind of cool. Yep. So, from here, we cut to a scene. It looks sort of like a rocky, not quite a desert, I would say, but... Sort of like a mountain range, maybe or something. Rock quarry, yeah. Rock quarry would work. The rocky plain, yeah. But we've got uh, Scorponok trying to break something out of some rocks. As it turns out, it's uh, what they refer to as a mega cannon, and he can't pull it out with his claws in beast mode. So he transforms and decides to shoot a rocket at it. And 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 I noticed the maximal. Yeah, I noticed the maximal things on his on his rocket that time. I didn't see him last time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did too. Um, so, so that scene I thought was really weird because he shoots the the thing to get it loose, and then he go, turns back into beast mode to pull it out. Like, is it is it is it is he better at pulling things out when he's in beast mode with those little tiny legs? Well, I don't know. Maybe he just wants to cut down on inter- on the chance of getting like energon exposure thing. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he's being true. pragmatic. If he gets in a fight, like the last time he's in robot form before the fight, the better. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you know having all those legs might help. Yeah, that's true. Lower center of gravity too. Yeah, yeah. could work. He is a giant know, scorpion, legs, so those legs look pretty pretty flimsy. They do. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that I think the argument of him just because he wouldn't be able to be in robot form all the way back to back yeah. to base. No, no. Yeah. He, he would have shorted out well before then, I think, especially dragging that thing. But so we cut to Cheetor, who is running and he hears the explosion and he starts reporting in the calm links working, to which Optimus is like. He, and he's over five micro quads away. So, okay. So, wasn't he so. Wait, he was supposed to report in it every 10. So, why is he amazed that it's at five? Um, like, reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Optimus needs to learn math. And again, Rhinox is very pessimistic and he's like, so far. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a countdown system. Maybe, like, it goes. It starts at 10 and then goes down and then, like, repeats. So maybe he meant 5 after already at 10. Oh, I don't know. I'm... Possible. <laughs> I suppose. So Cheetor reports that he heard some kind of explosion, says he's going to check it out. And then he's like, talk to him. And Officer's like, explosion? Wait, Cheetor, don't. Rhinox is immediately like, he's moving again. <laughs> so Optimus takes it upon himself to say that he's going to go after him. And he says, if he calls in, tell him to get out of there now. Rhinox, I think, alludes to everybody moves too fast. <laughs> so we cut back to Cheetor, who's trying to sneak up on Scorponok, who's still having some difficulties with the Mega Cannon. Cheetor is transformed now and sort of manages to get the drop on him. Scorponok, of course, is a bit nervous, so he clacks his little claws. I was going to say, it's weird how, like, his the arm band of the communicator is on his arm when he's a cheetah, 
and on his arm when he's a robot. Yeah, <laughs> they're not they're not the same parts. It's not the, the same arm. Yeah, yeah. It just it just somehow transfers over. I was confused by the clicking. So was he signaling tarantulas, or was he trying to make him Cheetor think that he was just a regular scorpion, or what? What was the deal with that clicking? I thought he was just, just nervous. I thought it was yeah, like a nervous tick sort of thing. Yeah, he's just yeah. trying to just like being, or even trying to be threatening, maybe. Because he wasn't, because like, he wasn't like talking. Like yeah. to be honest, if my hands were giant like claws, I'd. I'd have a hard time not clacking them all the time. If my hands were giant claws, I'd probably go like, oh, I'm a lobster, I'm a lobster, I go pinch, pinch. <laughs> maybe maybe the clicking is Morse code to tell Tarantulas he's in trouble. Yeah, that that's sort of where I landed, was that it was somehow he was signaling Tarantulas, but it was still kind of a weird scene. I think, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I think it's just a nervous thing, but maybe... Yeah, could be that. Yeah, just like a standoff, and he's just twitchy. Mm. So, at this point, Cheetor has Scorponok at gunpoint. Uh, Scorponok. Why doesn't like, he just shoot him? I, I don't know. get that. Like, You're during in a, a war, like, like take him out. Like, like yeah, and also these guns don't kill the people. Like Cheetor shot, uh, uh, direct got a direct hit on Megatron in the first episode. And Megatron just shrug, shrugged it off. Like, yeah, but that's you, a twenty dollar toy. Scorponok's not that. <laughs> yeah, but he, but Scorponok's a fifteen dollar toy. So he's still like uh, he's still a notch above. I mean, you know, and it probably would hurt. But like, just sort yeah, of from what we've I mean, seen in the show, you get I mean, hit. It did the, kill him? Like whatever, just kill him. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cheetor should have should have shot him because he's yeah. There, it's a beast war. It's not a beast. We're kind of fighting, but even if it wasn't, if it was, if it was like def, if it was a real gun, like if it was two guys, like you, you could point a gun, at, you could hold somebody at gunpoint, and they would like, you know, do what you want to do. You, you know, you could actually hold them hostage with the gun. I just don't think that Cheetor could could hold him hostage with that gun. Sure enough. Mm. Sorry, I'm just imagining a list of failed Beast Wars titles. Like we can't use these ones. Beasts were kind of fighting. i I gotta i paused uh right on where it's like focused on cheetor and he's like looking um at scorpion off camera and i noticed that the eyes on his chest like cheetah chest thing are also looking in the direction of scorpion oh that's kind of not just his like normal eyes like his robot eyes (laughs) oh my god yeah i found that too that is really weird (laughs) It's like I got my eyes on you. <laughs> then Tarantulas could have come out and said, "No, I've got more eyes on you." So does Tarantulas then have? How many eyes does Tarantulas have then total? If he because he also has his eleven head on his chest thing. Does he I only have two eyes like, on his oh, robot? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say his head becomes a belt when when he goes from spider to robot. His head becomes a belt. Okay. Yeah, I th- and I'm trying to remember because he does have multiple eyes in robot form as well. I'm just not sure if it's nine. We'll have to count when we get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he's got like the visor when he's in robot form too. Oh, well, that's yeah, just for thermal the vi- scanning. The yeah. visor. Yeah. For thermal <laughs> scanning. <laughs> yeah, that, that made a lot of sense. <laughs> 
So at this point, Cheetor's pretty much got the upper hand. Of course, Scorponok starts to make a bit of a move to the Mega Cannon, and Cheetor alludes to, you know, twitching makes my finger itchy. And so Scorponok backs off, and going through, he's still got it there. And he alludes to that there's a full charge in his black hole gun. <laughs> black hole gun, <laughs> won't you come? <laughs> Shoot away the pain. <laughs> oh, my. I couldn't resist. Cheetor then tries to, to radio into base to report to Rhinox uh, what he's found, but he's not getting a response. Scorponok starts to move again, to which Cheetor says, you're making me twitch again. And then we hear Tarantula say, and I'll make you scream. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Tarantulas sort of pops out from behind a rock. He's still in his spider form. And, and uh, on a ro- rock outcropping above him. Yes. It's not like he comes he comes down. He like come descends down upon him. Yeah. Cheetor freaks out and can't hit the broadside of a barn with his fully charged weapon. No, um, he just fires off. Like crazy. I said, it's like a if a spider just dropped down from the ceiling onto your on the, the back of your head. Yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've had that. <laughs> I'm going to need a really big newspaper. <laughs> While Cheetor is distracted, Scorponok transforms and immediately shoots off a rocket. Now, the thing I'm kind of curious about is why doesn't it explode? Well, he used the exploding one for the mega cannon. This is just more of a t- tight impact. Oh. But no, like once, once like. Cheetor's off screen, you see a flash and you hear a boom. Okay, so it was like a, a smaller explosion. Yeah. Okay. It was enough to blow a hole in the side of a mountain, apparently, but not at that much. <laughs> that winds up happening. We see Cheetor go flying off into, not like Dinobot in the first episode. He just goes off. <laughs> just camera. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Tarantulas. Well, that, that rock broke, broke his momentum. Yeah. Wait, Otherwise, so he would have pulled a team rock. Right. Maybe well. there isn't. That doesn't. Uh, that's not an exploding missile. Maybe he hit him with the same missile that he hit Dinobot with. Well, but it does explode. So I don't know. There is a flash. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so. it does do some damage to him. Oh yeah. yeah. That's more than from just like you know being hit in the chest. Right. Hmm. Tarantulas at this point suggests to Scorponok that he better get the gun and start moving because Optimus is coming. Scorbunok is like, don't give me orders. I'm second in command. And <laughs> this is where we get Tarantulas sort of pulling a Batman and disappears. So, yeah. so Scorbunok's in second in command, does that mean that what, like, uh, Pterosaur's in charge? Because, I mean, uh, because Megatron's dead, so. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. He he says, still operational, Megatron will be pleased. Yeah. So it's yeah. sort of alluded to that Megatron survived, but and we just don't, don't really it, see it's, him. It, it alludes more again to Scorponok being a total ass kisser when it comes to yeah. Megatron. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, you could also headcanon this 
because um, technically nothing so far in the series has contradicted it. Maybe uh, Scorponok just thinks Megatron's still alive because he's delusional. So he's, he's, possible. he's imagining the entire time. Yes, when he comes back from the when he comes back from the mountain, he'll be so pleased. He's not dead, not dead at all. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's just having a vacation. And then Optimus comes on in. Yep, we we get a scene with Optimus flying in towards the scene. He notes that Cheetor's signal is stopped and thinks, "Oh, well, it could be energon interference," and they activates his scan mode which is so like, weird yeah it was like when he was in gorilla mode and did the same thing with his eyes only this time he's in robot mode yeah it's like a visor so thing so it's weird that the thing but yeah i don't know it just looks kind of weird yeah he manages to to lock in on cheetor's signal and he lands and he's looking around and he's shocked and he finds cheetor like sprawled out with a big giant hole in his chest He's dead as fuck. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead, His Jim. legs are broken. Yeah, he oh. does not look good. His eyes, like, broken. short out. Yeah. And yeah, his freckles are not there. It's okay. He just needs to... Yeah, that's the biggest That's the biggest problem, is his freckles aren't there. But he just needs to say beast mode, and then he'll... His, uh, his uh, he'll internal repairs and stuff. But yeah, but his beast conscious. mode has no face. Right, so he has oh. to wake up. <laughs> Oh god, because you imagine he transforms and he's like, How do I look, guys? And he goes like ah oh. he goes to Machina and there's this huge massive gaping wound in his head. <laughs> guys, oh. what's up? <laughs> oh imagine imagine it's being like one of the five night at Freddy's an animatro- animatronic kind of thing. Oh, oh god. Uh. Upon this we cut to a scene where we actually see uh Starscream. And yeah, it's yeah, like sort of. I think it's, it's it's normally would have been in a uh, commercial break. So like, it's basically it ends with Optimus screaming no, and it goes to black, and then it comes back to this. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess the war is over. They're back on Cybertron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it. Obviously, that mega cannon meant nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it was. I was thinking it was a flashback at first. It does have a bit of like a hazy look to it, so at yeah. least you know it's not like I mean, it, it might seem a little confusing at first for someone to come back from the commercial break and be here at Cybertron or like what the heck, but it kind of very quickly kind of lets you know that this is not exactly reality. This is like a dream or a flashback or or something. Or yeah. what if Cybertron really is hazy all the time? Well, it is a robotic city, so maybe it just doesn't so much matter small. what the error. Mm-hmm. So much yeah, air, air, air quality isn't really important to robots. <laughs> Trying to be like, and you thought it was bad here. <laughs> I think that scene, this scene would have been way cooler if you had just the robot forms, like like not clearly their beast forms. Like if you could see just like a, a generic robot version of those three. Like it really felt like like if they the way they would have looked on Cybertron. Yeah, but if you remember, they didn't do that to save save on modeling and rendering. I know, I know, I know. The, I'm just I was just I was just voicing my opinion. Uh, if you know if if they had if they had a unlimited budget because I don't know how you know I don't know how that stuff works, but if they could have, uh, it's it's kind of a shame that they couldn't that there wasn't an established like straight up robot 
version of these characters. The, the yeah. model that they could have used, they could have done a, a like a flashback. You could even have like a arrow style flashback story where you know where it actually shows them stealing the golden disc and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. But I mean, the fact that it is not a flashback spoilers, it's a dream. Um, it kind of, I think it kind of fits that Megatron is is, and they're all. All the Predacons are their robot version, and Cheetor is a robot version because it's a dream, and dreams are like that, where like things don't make sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Starstream was there, Starscream, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, well that I think, just I think proves that Cheetahs are bot. precognitive. And I was gonna say, <laughs> Starscream is the bot of every bot dreams. <laughs> In this dream, we we sort of pan around a little bit. And then it zooms down in, and we have this sort of platform that Pterosaur, Waspinator, and Megatron are all standing on in the middle of nowhere, really. And they're sort of looking up, and then it pans out, and we see Cheetor sort of laying across the edge of this building. Super cash. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They, They start shooting at him. They... Don't hit him at all. And then we get a scene that is, it's like they sped up their ability to shoot. And it's like bang, 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 bang. And still, they can't hit him. And he sort of alludes to, oh, they never learn. And he just takes two shots, which you can tell it's a dream because yeah, he, he can actually hit them. things in it. <laughs> he he hits them and it actually takes them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say, um, it, it, I'm sure like they're going for like Cheetor looking really confident and everything, but the way they have it set up where he's above them and he's like super like ha ha ha. He seems like it's he's the villain and this is like the three person party of an RPG fighting the last boss. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't make Cheetor look heroic. He looks like the villain here, like kind of weird. It, it struck me more of just like a power fantasy kind of thing. Yeah, oh, but like yeah. power fantasy, not heroic. Like just oh, like yeah, not, not super villainous guess, power fantasy. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I didn't see it as a as either. I, I didn't see a more moral what good or good or evil, heroic or not heroic. Because I just, I just um, one of the things about Beast Wars is like it's it is. I mean, the the two sides obviously have different. Um, ethical rules and stuff but i mean it is just this faction fighting this faction so like it's not like it's not like one of them is going after innocence and the other one is saving innocence it's just these two you know these two groups of robots are on this uninhabited planet and they're bumping heads against each other um so i i didn't really see it as heroic i um i actually saw it as kind of futile since you know he took out the two but then he can't take out megatron well, well, he does though. He does. Well, yeah. no. At, at first, then then it gets then he gets the last parting shot on Megatron. Yeah, yeah that's pretty great. And then it's we like, see Megatron's head fly through the oh, air yeah, and smash into that. a wall. Some of his teeth fall out. It was awesome. Super <laughs> cartoony, great. It, it, yeah. it was very. It reminded me a lot of reboot. Something you'd see in reboot. Yeah. Yes, very much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like Good it might have been the sort trick. of thing that you might have seen with like uh, Hack and Slash. Yeah. Yeah. I like those two. They were great. They were <laughs> they were good comedic relief. Yeah. After he takes out Megatron, he 
again says they never learn and then we hear very medicinely yeah and (laughs) then we hear and when will you learn pussycat and Uh, then we see tarantulas's eyes in this sort of hole in a wall and they like blink in in weird succession two at a time before they all open which is just gives this really creepy effect Uh, totally and then and then again cheater freaks the fuck out just fires like mad (laughs) (laughs) like he doesn't even fire into the hole he just shoots and then just none of them go he shoots everywhere except the hole it's such a good juxtaposition over like how confident and calm he was before and now he's just like freaking out and just sucking again (laughs) <laughs> Tarantulas is creepy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Like, he is, he's he is Like, I mean, I know this is. It's aimed at. Uh, I mean, I think this was probably rated Y seven FV. But I mean, so it's a- aimed at a, a little bit of an older kid, but it's still a kids show. And I mean, yeah. that's he's a yeah. creepy character. Like, as, especially for. I would imagine watching it as a kid, I, I would have been creeped out. I don't remember. He only oh, gets yeah. creepier as the episode goes on, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we get a scene where, once again, Scorponok is there. He transforms again and shoots a missile. And then we get a scene of Rat Trap swinging something. Well, just before that, though, there's that long thing where, like, the missile's coming, incoming. Or wait, no, that he shoots a missile after that, doesn't he? After uh, Rat Trap. I thought it would. Well, or, let me take a look here. Because I thought Rat Trap was after the missile. Right just before the missile. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. My mistake. I was gonna, and then, like, again, I didn't see this as a prophetic dream, so when I first saw it, I just thought it represented the fact that he has antagonistic nature with Rat Trap and having him yeah. totally his prophecy. Yeah, I I was, I kind of took something like that, too. Or or that, like, Rat Trap was going to betray them or somebody was going to betray yeah. them. Yeah, because, and it, it does come at, like, it's one. Of, it's it's one of the, the worst type of prophetic dream where it, it it shows him exactly what's going to happen in the future, but it in in the in no good context, so he cannot make <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. So at, as the missile's about to make contact, and for some reason, Cheetor was back in his cheetah form rather than his robot form. And they cut back to the missile. Cut back to him. Cut back yeah. to the missile. Cut back to him. And then all of a sudden, he's awake. And he's got his freckles back. Yeah, that was the first thing they put back on. <laughs> like, this gaping wound's important, but first the freckles. Yeah. <laughs> he wakes up, and then Ryanark sort of shoves him back onto the table. <laughs> and he asks what happened. And they sort of allude to, uh, well, you took a Predacon missile right into the chest plate. And Radtrap pops up over Rhinox's shoulder and says, guess she ain't. Quite as fast as you thought, eh, kiddo? <laughs> and Rhinox pipes in with, and you got my comm like trashed. But he, he was expecting it. <laughs> he was expecting it, but Optimus was kind of, you know, hoping for better, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that he, while he was expecting what was going to happen, that doesn't mean that he's happy when he's right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> So Optimus is there as well, and he alludes to Rhinox telling him that Cheetor had reported something about a mega cannon. And Cheetor is like, oh, yeah, that's right. It must have blown off their ship in the crash. Scorponok found it, so I catted in and got the drop on him. He has to make the cat puns because he's a cat. 
Oh, I love how yeah. Cheetor's explanation of of events is like, oh yeah, I was totally successful. I I stopped. I found that he was get, getting the cannon, and I totally stopped him and took him out. It's like that's not what happened. No. Well, he for a few moments he had the drop on Scorpionock. <laughs> it's just if you remember, oh yeah, uh, Tarantulas was there too. Yeah. Yeah, because Rattrap's like, yeah, I'd say you were the one that got dropped. And Cheetor's like, Tarantulas was there too. He got behind me. And so he starts to say, when I tried to take him out, and then he's cut off and he's told Scorpionock capitalized on your mistake. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And Optus then starts guilt tripping Cheetor. He's like, Rhinox worked on that comm link for a month and he doesn't have the components to build another one. You cost us an advantage. You know, like, random and aside... Advantage with Omega Cannon. Yeah. Rat Trap's, like, eating an apple during this. Uh, and it, I'd like to point out that he might just be eating the apple core, because later on he alludes to eating garbage. Well, no, he does, he does, he does eat the core at the very end, but the, the apple gets smaller as, they, as okay. he eats it. But it's, like, gray. Like, maybe it's green and the video quality's just shit, but, like, it looks very yeah, gray. Remember, this is the Earth off. with two moons. Maybe That's apples true. are gray. Gray delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Not as popular as golden Silver delicious. delicious. Grainy Smiths? <laughs> Grainy Smiths. <laughs> I was going to say gray delicious. Uh, For when you just need an apple that makes you go meh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is delicious. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but yeah. So in this episode, there are two plot elements that uh, that involve eating. So it's like, do they do they eat in their beast forms? Like all of them, <laughs> or how does that work? Yeah, I'm, guess- I'm guessing it's more of just uh, something to do or enjoyment, or just might be a nervous habit. I mean, mm-hmm. the other person who mentions eating says they basically just do it for the sheer pleasure. For the pleasure which- of it. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to. Maybe but, it's related to the to the animal instincts that come from the beast forms. Yeah, yeah, I think that could be it because like they definitely do gain some aspects of their animal forms. Yeah, that's like, certainly like, possible. Like Cheetor's precognition, because <laughs> <laughs> he's a cheetah. <laughs> Cheetor and Rattrap have a bit of a, a little face to face. He's like, back off, rat face, or I'll have a little vermin on a stick for lunch. Again, threatening to kill Rat Trap because he just <laughs> escalates so bad. <laughs> yeah. Also, eating. Yeah. But we have Optimus interrupt, and he says, no, you back off now. And, of course, Cheetor is like, sorry, Optimus, I sorry isn't enough. And he guilts him a little bit more, you know, well... They are in a war. He's like, we're in a war for survival, and you treat it like a game. It's like, if you had obeyed orders, all of this could have been avoided. Which, you know, we're not discounting. We're, you know, he's he's right. Sure enough, yeah. Also, yeah. also though, in, in Cheetor's defense, it does kind of, the, that planet that they're on does kind of look like a Windows 95 screensaver. So, I could understand why he would get it mixed up with a computer game. <laughs> Very true. Especially since it was like one of the first uh, CG, you know, it probably wasn't that ubiquitous at the time on Cybertron. Yeah. Maybe CG isn't very common on Cybertron. They crash landed and suddenly everything's CG. 
<laughs> it'd be like it's like the Wizard of Oz, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everything's it's all, it's just black, black and white up until they crash landed on Earth with two moons. Now well, everything's CG. It's you know they use the trans the trans warp drive. Oh, so they cross from the second dimension to the third dimension. Exactly. So not only can they travel through time and space, but also dimensions. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, yeah, if you can travel through time, that's the fourth dimension. So obviously they would, they would be able to get to the third dimension. So could you say that Transformers ships are TARDISes? The tr- well, I would say that the transwarp drive has similar a- aspects to a TARDIS, yes. Hmm. Since they can travel through time and space. You heard it here. Transformers and Doctor Who, possibly in the same universe. Absolutely is. Just like Batman and Power Rangers. <laughs> yes. Uh, it all that, makes sense. That, that line that line in Power Rangers, I, I think that he was saying what Batman has done to Gotham. I think he was just alluding to the character. I don't think he was literally saying. <laughs> it was saying so much it. more fun if you don't think of it that way. <laughs> and they were on I the know. same network. And it's, I, it's, well, it's still a little weird because, I mean, not everyone automatically associates Gotham City with Batman. Like, people might know Batman, but they might not exactly know his backstory or where he's from. So, I mean, it's not unheard of. It's just that, like I said, it's just a little bit of an odd choice is all. Yeah, Ernie's a huge comic nerd, guys. We know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Look at him. <laughs> well, he's probably at least, a you know, a manageable enough. Well, I, I, I don't know. Hidden I bet he's a DC guy, guy too. Do you think if he wasn't managing the Jim Ju- and Juice bar, he would have a comic book store? Yeah, and the Power Rangers would hang out there instead. <laughs> I, mean, I think I think he's been trying to get a comic book store in the Juice bar for like for like years, but like back in the nineties, they didn't see comics as very highbrow. So like, oh, kids can't be reading comic books. It's gonna make them stupid. Yeah, that's true. Instead, anyway. they send them on three hour just three hour documentaries about the history of Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> yeah, because like when I was a kid, like literally, like I'd I'd be allowed to have a book at in school and be reading a book, but if it was a comic book, they take it away from me. Yeah, stupid. I which agree. Is, which is why I'm glad uh, that uh, eventually I got graphic novels and and manga because those looked like books and not. Comics. <laughs> yep. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Back to the episode <laughs> again. <laughs> Optimus, really mad if soon. <laughs> Optimus says he's going to call Dinobot in for the perimeter. So apparently that's where Dinobot has been for the past month. He's just been on the perimeter, not associating with anybody. See that? Uh, like Optimus is like, oh, Dinobot, you- like things are kind of like stressful right now. You're around. Like maybe you could just go per- patrol. Get somebody you don't have. We don't hear you and Rattrap arguing with each other every second of the day. <laughs> I was going to say, can you blame him? For wanting to just you know be out there on his own, maybe yeah, it's just his turn. Well, it's possible too. Very true. I mean, somebody's got to be on 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 pr- patrol on the perimeter. Otherwise, they'll get you know they'll get the attacked by the Predacons. Yeah. As he's leaving, Cheetor, or rather, Optimus uh, talks about them having to try and formulate a plan to do something about the Mega Cannon. And Cheetor's like, I can get inside their base. Let me do it, Optimus. And Optimus turns back. He's like, you've done enough. And Rhinox is like, I better come up with a plan. We'll go over here and spend the rest of the episode planning. Yeah. 
And he's like, if I know Optimus, he'll want to move fast. And then Rat Trap's like, yeah, with me in the front. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that when Rat Trap and him get in another argument? Yeah, Rat Trap is sort of saying, you know, he got us into hot oil. We'll let him go into Predacon HQ. And then Cheetor's like, at least I'm not afraid to do it. <laughs> he's like, you know, that is why you mess up. You don't have the sense to be afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And of course, then Cheetor's like, oh, yeah, I'll show you what I have to, the sense to do. I'll show you all. <laughs> I have a sense to run away and 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 belay my responsibilities. <laughs> he's like, I'll show you and Big Bot. So he jumps off. He's out of the picture. And then we have Rat Trap and Rhinox, and Rhinox just sort of shakes his head at him. He does the same thing. He's like, mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) I like how he barely speaks, too, and Rat Trap knows exactly that look. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Rat Trap's like, what? And, of course, Rhinox is like, you know what he's going to do. And Rat Trap's just sort of, like, trying to wave it off. He's like, oh, he's just grinding his gears. It's like, even he's not dumb enough to obey the great Optimus again. Disobey, Disobey. yeah. <laughs> right, he's like, uh-huh. And then Rattrap's sort of like, okay, 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 I'll stop him. <laughs> they sort he of zooms in like, on Rhinox and he gets a little smirk, like, yeah. <laughs> Rattrap's like, I'll stop him if I can catch him. And that's why Rhinox is second in command. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. knows how to delegate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, why didn't Rhinox go? I guess Rhinox is the str- is the strategist. Rat Trap would come in and be like, "Okay, I got a plan." And and Rat Trap goes because it's Rat Trap's fault. He ran away. Yeah. I think too. And and also Rat Trap's probably a better tracker. Yeah, yeah, because we do see him sniffing the the landscape. Sniffing yeah. for a trail. Yeah, yeah. This this. Uh, yeah, that's the. I think it's. Is that the next scene where he's where Rat no, Trap? It's it's no, a it's, Cheetor. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then I'll I'll I'll. Greg, take it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At this point, we cut outside, and Cheetor has made it to the Predacon base, or rather, sort of outside of it, and we see is it Waspinator and Terrorsaur? I think it was think both so, of them yeah. that I were. The they're flying it up. Yeah, they're they're flying it up to like this platform that they've made just outside. Oh no, wait, they weren't even flying it up. Somehow they managed to make a crane. Or yeah, and it's uh, Pterosaur and uh, Scorponok are putting it in, on like a little platform, and Waspinator's just flying around. I guess yeah. helping. He's supervising. <laughs> They gave, they, they gave him that job so that he would, wouldn't touch the Mega Cannon. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. So as it pans out, we see Cheetor is watching what's going on. He's trying to sort of sneak in and get into a position. And he's like, okay, now I just got to do is wait. And then after that, we have this big rock that's moving behind him. And this mm-hmm. hole is revealed. And then we have like this hook with a rope attached to it that snags Cheetor's leg and pulls him in. It's and, it's Tarantulas's toy weapon. Yeah. And then we get a creepy scene right after that that just shows Tarantulas's eyes and him laughing. 
and then it would yeah. would have cut to commercial there. And I can't imagine much more horrifying than a spider laughing. Yeah, that'd be bad. Imagine that in real life, just like a spider. And two just two spiders laughing. Okay, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really hate it because I saw a spider in my shower the other day. I really would not want a spider laughing while I was in the shower. Oh God! I would just, I would just feel ashamed and sad. <laughs> like, why is he laughing at me? He's... Just imagining, like, he's just, like frowning and be like, oh. He's, he's unimpressed. He's, he's in a lot of different showers. You <laughs> knew I should have watched that spider down the drain. Make fun of me, Willie. Judgy, all those eyes. <laughs> all nine of them. All nine of them. Yep. The scene cuts to appears to be some sort of a cave, and we have the camera zoom and shows Cheetor is in this sort of a web, and he wakes up. And it's kind of got like the a solid blue energon effect, doesn't it? Yeah. Like uh, looks like a like web it, from a tarantula. <laughs> it does look like a web that a robot spider would spin. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that weird, yeah, that weird blue. Yeah. So Cheetor wakes up and he's like, Oh, brother, you need a maintenance bot badly. So I'm assuming he's referring to the fact that, you know, there's a big giant spider web that he's in. <laughs> yeah. And cobwebs everywhere. Yeah. Well, he. I I I thought it was that he just felt terrible because it's sucking his life energy out of him. <laughs> oh, it could be yeah. too. That's what I figured too. But yeah. but Tarantulus uh, mentions that oh, you're in a stasis web. It drains away the energy, but leaves the flesh alive, which really creepy. And kind of alludes that they are actually techno-organic so like it's like some kind of organic covering that they are when they're in beast form yeah she like zooms in his face and he looks terrified yeah and so tarantulas is beside this big giant console with a big up arrow and a big down arrow (laughs) i wonder how it works yeah so it's user friendly yeah he hits the up arrow, and there's a bunch of different bars that start going. But do they go down? I think they go they down. They fluctuate, really. Yeah, they fluctuate a little bit. And Cheetor sort of seems to have like a bit of a seizure when yeah. that happens. And Tarantulas alludes to it drains away the energy, and at this at this current setting, it will only take a few moments. But I find the slower pace makes the vital fluids taste so much better. It's like and a slow he turns cooking back down. It's like begin the unnecessarily slow ro- lowering process. Yeah. I'm sure nothing will go wrong. No, of course. Well, no. See, there there is a reason for it. He wants a better tasting meal. Yeah, man. You like slow cook a roast? Like, yeah. Right. Just like, just like uh, when instead of destroying the uh, maximal uh, spaceship, Megatron wanted to have some more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Tarantulas was totally on board with him. Yeah, he said that. See, Tarantulas just wants to play with his food a bit. That's all. 
Yeah, I, I guess it's just it's just classic. Like as soon as he says that, you're like, okay, so he's going to have enough time now. Yeah, yeah. So, like if you'd have just if you'd have just eliminated the threat. <laughs> so like that's the lesson of this of this show: just eliminate the threat. Well, yeah, exactly. In this episode, we could say that both evil and good are kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're both stupid and A B stupid together. <laughs> so tar- Tarantulas bumps the setting back down and Cheetor breathes a bit of a sigh of relief, but he's like, Whoa, you are once and he refers to it this way, he says, You are one space happy spider. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. And of course then Cheetor tries that's a, to that's a term. Yeah. So that that's a slang term that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Cheater tries to transform. And Tarantula says, Oh, I'm afraid the web makes that impossible. Cat you are and cat you stay. And when your energy's gone and he starts to climb up the web and sort of over Cheetor. And they yeah. finally says, I feast. Did you guys get kind of a rapey vibe from that? Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was ready to just start yelling "bad touch." Yeah, <laughs> like it was, it was, it was. That's probably like reeling back, and the guy's just like creeping up on him. Yeah, it's also is this where he like tries to say like you know you're he has no like blood or or he doesn't say later. blood. But, okay. Yeah, it's a I just later. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, from here once he does that. We get a scene in the ship, and it shows Optimus and Dinobot that are looking at this sort of hologram on a table of the Predacon ship. And, of course, Dinobot's like, frontal assault, now! (laughs) He's all, like, gung-ho. He does actually give a, a, well, maybe not a good reason, but a reason for that is that if they attack before they set it up, they can basically... You know, take them out and maybe destroy the cannon before it's operational and can be turned on them. Yeah, right, right. And assumedly, yeah, if they get the. I mean, it's a big gun. You know, that's yeah. gonna be harder to do. After Once it's. That. Yeah, but then Optimus you know, is like, "That's impossible. The modica- modifications would be too extensive, and he's more likely to emplace it as a defensive weapon." And then also, the I I want to point out, and I'm sort of going to keep track of this. Definitely uh, an example of. Of Dinobot being Worf, <laughs> we have to go in and fight him. I because I just have a feeling that 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 they they took a lot from sort of Worf's Worf's Klingonness, and then also just Worf as the character in general. Uh, actually, with uh, that going back to earlier when uh, Optimus was looking for Cheetor and he tried to he tried to reach him on his comic, he actually touches his like the side of his chest like he was hitting a Starfleet command right. match. Oh, <laughs> Which I think he has done that before too. I yeah. think that happened in like the in like the pilot or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> he did. I just find I just find it funny that that's kind of like a default for a lot of people to just do now. Like if they're if they well, hit even a like even in reboot, like you hit the thing to yeah. like transform and everything or whatever the hell they did it made a much more yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah. to reboot. They, they that's what they would say yeah. is that reboot. And, tap and they it. would hit, hit the icon on their chest. Imagine if Star Trek had something like that. You hit the communicator and your suit changes. 
I wouldn't be surprised in like a newer one having that kind oh. of Mass Effecty. Yeah. Well, cool. that's like that's how that's how uh, Spider-Man 2099's outfit works. Is he? I mean, he doesn't hit an icon, but it is like a hologram or something. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, and didn't, back then didn't they do that weird square things? They've got like broken up or changed or something. Like I remember some '90s artists doing that a lot with holograms and image, like image changing stuff. Do you, do you know what I mean? I I think so. I actually haven't read much of the '90s Spider-Man 2099 because I'm a poser. Um, <laughs> I've I've but I have I've read the the modern run and really been enjoying it a lot. So, uh, you know, but they don't have, and I've read what's on comic or what's on Marvel Unlimited, but they don't. It's, yeah. It's yeah, easy to find him. random comics from the '90s. Not as easy to actually get like a find like story arcs if you don't put any effort into it. <laughs> so, getting back to what's going on here, Rhinox enters the room, and Optimus alludes to, "Oh, Rhinox, this is your specialty strategy." Yep. So. He asks where Rattrap is because he needs him to scout. So obviously Rattrap was right in that Optimus is going to send him in first. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. I didn't think about that. <laughs> That's what Optimus likes to do. Yep. Because well, he can it's... provide him with better cover fire. <laughs> well, technically he is the scout of their of their team. Yep. So... That's why he's the, the $10. I would say Cheetor's yeah. the scout... I don't know what. Uh, I guess he's more. Uh, Red Trap's honestly. more stealthy. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Cheetor is definitely like he could be a scout or recon. While Red Trap's a scout, but more like he can actually infiltrate a base. Yeah. Or, like Cheetor couldn't do that. He's way too loud and boisterous. <laughs> <laughs> well, see that's that's why he was going to send in Red Trap because he could just go in, observe, and come back without them ever knowing. Yeah. yeah. Un- unlike what they would expect with Cheetor. Yeah. As. After Optimus asks Rhinox where Rattrap is, he's like, uh, I'm still talking to Cheetor. <laughs> so he's trying to cover up for what's going on. And Dinobot's like, we're wasting too much time talking. We must act. And Optimus, of course, is trying to tell him rushing in headlong won't help. And then they start bickering back and forth. Like, <laughs> no, no, destroy them. I really like uh, the whole Optimus Dinobot uh how they play off each other. It's yeah. good. I like that that Rhinox just gave this not a very good excuse for why Rat Trap's not around. And so he just had to stall. Basically, his tactic must have been, I'm just going to stall until Dinobot gets mad about something arbitrarily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously doesn't need to be long. <laughs> right, right. Because that was not a very good, like, he'd have been like, if it was important, Optimus would have been like, "Well, go tell him to stop talking. To, to you know, go tell him to come in here. This is important." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Heaven forbids they press him on on his explanation. <laughs> yeah, or and you know maybe he even specifically said, "Oh, he's talk. They're talking because this is an argument that has come up in the past." <laughs> he's pushing Dinobot's buttons. So we cut to uh, back outside of the Predacon base, and we have Rattrap. And then he's sort of weaving between rocks, 
it's kind of weird. We have sort of a butt shot of him as he's doing it. It's weird like a, perspective. Yeah, it's kind of like almost over the shoulder Resident Evil style, but yeah. like of rats. So <laughs> a, lot, a lot of butt. Yeah, so the camera's like sort of like right over his butt. Like it was shot by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Are there a lot of butt shots in this sh- in this show in general? You know, because well, we brought up we brought up uh, Optimus's butt. I feel like we see. Um, Rhinox's butt a lot. Like, is there just a disproportionate number of butt shots in this show? Usually animal butts, and it's not robot yeah. butts so much. Yeah. Right, because they yeah. don't have butts. <laughs> they have to go into beast mode to use the restroom. I know in a future episode there is a funny scene involving Rhinox's butt. I'm excited for that. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I know that we've, like, we know, we know, we've definitely brought up Optimus's butt scenes. And this is a rat trap one, and I yeah I I feel like I remember close ups of Rhinox's butt. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because you see him behind when he's running and stuff, and people are riding him and shit. Right, right, right. Like he totally take a sentence in a bad way, but I'll, I'll pass <laughs> also <on that>. also <laughs> every time they, they, I'm I'm I kind of miss they haven't in a few it's been a few episodes since they uh, I guess this is only the third episode, but I want to see it's, more. It's been a, a episode. <laughs> Riding Rhinox because that's like my favorite thing from the series. I'm sure, it'll happen more. <laughs> no, not just, not just don't read yeah. my Beast Wars slash fiction. Yeah, do not <laughs> do not Google that phrase because you do not want to see what it comes up with. I personally would would ship Rhinox with Rat Trap. But that's just <laughs> <laughs> so. Wait, shouldn't Rhinox have then been a bear? <laughs> oh man so, so if rhinox if you're gonna ship rhinox with rat trap then that means then obviously it's we're in it we've got a harry malfoy situation so so you ship uh uh dinobot and optimus yeah and then cheetor just watches oh god Cheetor goes out for, to like hang out with Tigertron a bit, and stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Cheetor and Megatron. Isn't there actually yeah, like actually. a romance between Tigertron and that bird? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, again, Cheetor's just Cheetor just gets to watch. Anyway, we're, we're, we're Megatron. We're we're going back to the episode. Back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's good because I had a tangent. We don't want to go down this tangent any no, further. No, we don't. <laughs> Definitely don't. So we've got Rattrap sort of going along. He's been tracking Cheetor by his smell, I guess. And he sort of alludes to, I can smell his stink even in this sludge box. Just a little weird saying. But he comes upon a rock and he's like, something's weird here. And he manages to push the rock and discovers Tarantulas' secret hidey hole. I really didn't mean to say that the way that it came out, but it did. Anyway, so we cut back to Tarantulas and Cheetor now. And from here, he's like, it won't be long now. Ah, so creepy. Yeah. And Cheetor, of course, is like, you know, you are one sick bug, eight eyes. So, oh, oh, shoot. I'm pausing it right now. I'm counting him right now. One, two, three. He's got nine. It's not eight. Yeah. He says eight eyes, but it's nine. Yep. Got five big ones and four small. Well, 
two really small ones and then two sort of medium-sized ones. He's basically so, got a, a V of five, and then there's four small ones in, in, inside that V. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want, I want to add here, just in case, because a lot of times when you say who's better at what, uh, there's not like a direct comparison, but Rat Trap is clearly better at this than Cheetor. Because, <laughs> like, Cheetor walks right past the rock and doesn't, you know... And Rat Trap doesn't have. I mean, I guess he's he's following Cheetor's scent to a degree, but like he doesn't have intel that says that Cheetor was even captured. Like he just knows no. that Cheetor is going to do something stupid. Yeah. So he's able to, and you know, he's able to figure out there's something weird with the rock when Cheetor couldn't. So Rat Trap's clearly better than better at this than him. So Rat I like Trap him. has a better perception stat. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Or he rolled better. Yeah. Cheetor put everything in decks and just doesn't get how that's not helping. Well, he's really bad at shooting, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, did we mention the whole little exchange about the... Uh, Blood? Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask if we did that. that. Actually. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, Cheetor's like, this is a dumb plan, Webface. It's like, I don't have any real blood, just mech fluid. And Tarantulas is like, oh, my filters will adjust. It is the act I enjoy more than the nourishment. So we come to sadistic bastard. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's got he's got some pretty good filters. Then, if he can turn, if he can turn oil, basically motor oil, into living into blood, like those seem like two very different things. Or at yeah, least nutrients. I guess. I mean, I just. I guess. I. I guess I don't really drink blood either, but I. Definitely couldn't drink motor oil. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. You're a not a robot spider. spider. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, I'm just saying he's got better filters than me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> True. I mean, you got the jetpack and the golden rocket, but you don't have the filters. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a flaw to get those perks. <laughs> <laughs> right after he says that, Rat Trap alludes to saying that he's that tarantulas is one sick bug and tarantulas turns around and he's like the rat that's one that's- way that trap isn't as, is the same as cheetor and that he announces his presence rather than shooting him in the back of the head yeah could have ended it right there but I don't know. yeah the good guys are kind of dumb in this episode see that's why rat trap isn't second in command yeah <laughs> yeah well, and the announcing yourself thing, I think, is just that's just sort of how it works in these types of shows. Like, it's it's kind of you kind of have to do it that way. Yeah, you couldn't just just shoot him in the head. That well, way. I mean, like it, like you said earlier, like it wouldn't it wouldn't have killed them. Right. So it would have been like yeah. at least a good way to start a fight is just to shoot him rather than be right, like, right, yeah, just shoot hey. him, get it, get it, get get the drop on him as as you were as you will. Exactly. Shoot him in the eyes. <laughs> but you've got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> you probably won't miss that. Yeah. So both Tarantulas and Rat Trap transform, get into a bit of a shootout, and of course, Cheetor's like, now he'll have you for lunch, Web Breath. We're like, um. Well, I don't think he really wants to eat him. I was going to say, sure. I don't think Rat Trap's going to cannibalize him. Yeah. And of course, right after he says that, Tarantulas points his gun at Cheetor and then says, ah, no, you're not. He's like, oh shit, bro. You think Ra- I think Rat Trap would eat Tarantulas. 
Hold on, I hold don't. on. I'm actually, <laughs> I am I am actually looking this up because it reminded me of uh, that old song. I don't know why she swallowed that fly. <laughs> no, nope, bird. It was the bird. It was a bird. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was trying to remember because I know there was a cat. I'm like, did the cat go after a mouse? Was the mouse involved? <laughs> it's like, no, it was a bird. So, it so, was a bird. so, so, rat trap's gonna eat um, tarantulas, and then while he's beh- while he's like back his turn, Cheeto's gonna eat rat trap. Oh. <laughs> this big disgusting cannibal. Best. Mm, spider stuffed rat. It's the third document of, of Cybertron. <laughs> oh. Jesus. She spy rat or she she ratter? Uh, One of the fusors. They somehow become a fusor together. Uh. Fusor cuisine. Anyway, we have a a pretty good shootout. Tarantulas is getting a bit of the upper hand, and he activates a sort of like a infrared scanner mode. And I guess it is a Predacon thing just to have a bunch of gray crap on screen. Yeah, that, yeah, just like Waspinator. He he manages to hit Rat Trap once, and Rat Trap scurries away, and he manages to pull a box out of his arm. Yeah, he has. He keeps. I think he keeps other things in that in those slots too. Like he, throughout the series, event you'll see him pull other things out of there. Oh yeah, that's right. That's where he keeps his like demolition charges and whatnot. Yeah, it's a miniature. Maybe it's like a a a replicator. Like it's a miniature version of the thing that made them into beasts. So it's like whatever he needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he he puts it on a ledge and he hits a button and then runs off and. For some reason, Tarantulas, with his scanner, he's seeing tr- Rat Trap's form. Oh, or wait. at least a blob that is pretty much roughly the same size. Yeah. So, yeah, he's make, it's, like, it's like making heat or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it a hot box. Exactly, yeah. So Which, rat- isn't that also what it's called when you smoke weed in a car? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I... I Thinking this just have just having played Deus Ex a lot, I kind of thought it was a mine that he's pulling out and setting there. That's for, what I uh, thought too initially. Him to go up and get. I thought, yeah, that's what I thought because he ran up to it and he even like saw it and like was surprised and I was like, oh, it's gonna blow up. Yeah, that's not what happened. No. I well, even maybe- thought what he was gonna do was set a bunch of charges and then like once like Tarantulas is like in the middle of all that, blow a bunch of pillars and have the cave come down. Which right, kind of happens right. later, but that's not what his plan was. It's just it's just a decoy thing. It would have been a bit cooler had that happened, though. It would have been. Yeah. I mean, look, it would have made Ratchet look really smart and cool. Yeah. So he kind of, he kind of does stuff like that later, though. I think, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a lesser version of that kind of same kind of trick where you like lure him into a yeah. trap. Yeah. Well, Rat Trap can't beat him in, with brute force. No. So it, I think it does, it does make sense to kind of outsmart him. Although it's funny because they sort of have a bit of a standoff, and as Tarantulas goes to shoot him, Rat Trap is quicker and actually shoots his leg off. There's a lot of standoffs in this episode. Yeah, he hit the joint just right. Oh, he does shoot his leg off. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. I thought a rock <laughs> fell on his leg. That's why he couldn't move. Yeah, that, again, that I'm was watching cool. it at like 360p, so I do miss. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I gotta say the the leg getting shot off thing is probably the coolest thing that happened in this episode. Anytime, and it's the same thing with uh, in last episode when when Megatron bit Optimus's leg, and it was like the robot stuff was coming out. Like anything oh, that's-, that's like just a little bit brutal because they can get away with just a little bit more graphic violence since they're all robots. Yeah, I think really really is kind of. Kind of cool because they can only get away with so much of it, so they so they really do it at times when it when it impact when it's impactful. Oh, definitely, yeah. We get so Tarantulas falls over. We assume that he's pretty much done after that. Well, um, he falls back and and fires his weapon at the same time. So like he they so basically the leg off balance him and the rocket or whatever he shot off basically caused a small cave in on top of him. Yes. So now Tarantulas is dead, so Megatron's dead, Tarantulas <laughs> is dead. So they're up on two. So that leaves yeah. only three. Yeah, only <laughs> only uh only Scorponok, Pterosaur, and Waspinator are, are still Max- alive. Yeah. Maximals are wrecking this shit. Yeah. yeah, they should they should do a full frontal assault now. What is this like a ten episode series at most? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well maybe the maybe the Predacons will get reinforcements. Yeah. Rattrap goes up to oh, to the console. I just I just get to what you're saying, and then I'll I'll say what I said. Oh Jesus, to in a bit. Okay. <laughs> so he gets up to the console, and he just starts hitting the only two buttons on the console back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, and then it flips a cheat on you. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps saying incorrect energy signature. And he pulls out his gun. He says, "Guess I'll have to use my own signature." And he just shoots it off the the platform. You know yeah, that like, quick though. He hits buttons again for a while after that, yeah. and eventually finally decides I should just shoot this thing. <laughs> so, what was it that that you were gonna say there, John? Well, yeah, the Jesus Christ thing was like, like, like I was I was watching the clip, and it when it flicks to Cheetor after he hits the buttons. Yeah, he like he like. Like gets stiff and like twitches a bit and makes this like <laughs> sound and it's just like oh Jesus <laughs> yeah well you know I w- I want to give this this scene credit because I because I almost I almost cringed but then it actually it actually made sense the way they did it because he shoots the he shoots the interface but it's clear that the interface is like that's also the machine that's that's powering it like I remember. A lot of times in '90s television, and particularly very distinctly, I remember in uh, in, in the X Men series, uh, they're like doing so, like there, there's a scene in the X Men series where Beast is like, "I've got to delete this all this information from this computer." Here, uh, you know, it's it's taking me a minute, and Storm's like, "We don't have time for that," and she does a lightning bolt on the computer monitor. And it's like that didn't do anything. You just destroyed the monitor, so he de- he can't delete the files now. Totally. He can't see what he's doing. And, and that kind of thing, I felt like happened a lot. So like, if if it had been if it had been a little bit different, and Rat Trap shot it, and there was like clearly a second device that was the device that was actually doing the thing, that would have angered me. But this was clearly it was all in one. It was like a like one of those Mac computers that was yeah. the color and yeah. all in iMac, all in one piece. Yeah, an iMac. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a little screen hooked up to this huge device. It was like a box with a screen on it. Oh my god. Are you are you alluding to the idea that this war is predicated on Windows versus Mac? 
the Maximals are Windows and the Predacons are are like the Apple software. <laughs> oh man. The war is still being fought today. That would that would explain <laughs> why the Predacons seem to have more gadgets that actually work. Oh. <laughs> So this entire war is just a, an extended version. I'm a, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All those ads. I hated this so much. <laughs> well, the, the, the hero of those ads was John Hodgman as the PC. He was the much yeah. more likable character. Yeah, he, I mean, like, yeah, God, some it, of those... This is the purpose of those ads. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I, I, I just love, like, that one where he's like... Oh yeah, we don't get any viruses. It's like, it's yeah, it's not because you have better virus protections because nobody makes viruses for Macs because it's got <laughs> too small of a user base to fucking worry about. Like, it's not, it's not a bonus. Like, shut up. <laughs> well, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, there's another one where, uh, where he's like, where where he's, where he's like, uh, you know, oh well, we've got this, you know, this option for we've got these different levels of something of of things that you can get for for this option and then the apple guys like well yeah well, ours just comes with everything and it's like that's not <laughs> you know allowing for customization is is a perk like just just in i, I don't want to pay for stuff that i'm not going to use um, but also, I mean, the more important thing about those commercials is John Hodgman's character was like a bumbling, lovable nerd. And then I can't remember what his name. Justin. Was it Justin Long? Yeah, I think so. The, yeah. the Mac and that Justin Long was just like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a new he was age like a hipster. Mac user, a Mac, a Mac hipster. Yeah, he was a Mac hipster. Exactly. They wanted the hip kids to see the ads and go for I it. I mean, and. and and also, that was like I feel like PCs have come a long way since since even since then. Like that was when Mac products worked and PC products didn't work usually. Like, yeah, there was like the concept of the I, I saw uh, Steve Jobs talk about the iPod uh, around you know before it came out, and he was like, Probably. "What if we had an MP3 player that worked?" <laughs> 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 okay, we can uh, go back to talking about the iPod. <laughs> But we're actually like on making really good time for this episode because it's basically over. Yeah, at this point, uh, we now get the scene where that Cheetor actually saw earlier, where Rat Trap cuts him off the net. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he manages and then, to catch him as he's falling off, carrying him bodyguard guard style. <laughs> I was a little confused, like if if Rat if Rat Trap could just cut it. Cut the net of the web. Why did he need to turn it off? Good point. And there was it didn't look that. like it. It didn't look like it was like not. I mean, it still looked like it had the energy flowing through it and everything. I was gonna say if it like if it went dark, I could see it being like okay. If I cut it when the energy was flowing, it would have just made it. Whoa. Okay. It would it would it would have just made the energy like like flow out more like uncontrolled or something but the fact that it's still glowing even after he turns it off it's it's yeah. kind of weird yeah yeah maybe it might have shocked him or something or yeah might have overloaded yeah i mean i think that was it's not that lines. big of a plot hole it was just kind of like i kind of looked at it a little bit funny from here once he cuts him out we get him he's starting to take him away and apparently tarantulas is not dead <laughs> Dun, dun, oh, dun. Yeah. He, he's limping though, and his arms kind of like a little like flimsy looking. Well, yeah. to to limp, you have to have both legs. <laughs> he's sort of. I, I don't. 
Yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but he looks a little weird, and he's trying, and he's like, he's holding a gun, like he's gonna, he's trying, he's like struggling to aim it. He's holding it gangsta style. Yeah. Well, it is hard to balance on one leg. Yeah. Yes. And it's a pretty big gun. How does he pull the trigger with those pincers of his? It must be a really big trigger. Maybe it might be a pressure sensitive. Yeah. Exactly. Tarantula's like, game over, vermin. Give my regards to the inferno. Yeah, that. (laughs) Great. I love that line. And he shoots off a missile, and we get a a slow motion of Rat Trap throwing Cheetor off the side of this little platform that they're on, and he jumps behind him. And the missile just impacts with where the net was and starts to explode. They've jumped out of the way. Tarantulas realizes, oh my god, I just saw the rocket into the side of this cave that I'm in, and it's probably going to start collapsing even more than what it had. Which it does. Yeah. As a bunch of more rocks just fall on him. Yeah. He's like, no! And then we get that little comedic moment where he like kind of knocks a couple of rocks free, and he's like, I hate that rat. And then another yeah. rock falls on his head. I legitimately laughed at that. Again. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> so we cut to back to uh, the Maximal ship. We the got, Axelon. Yes, the Axelon. And Cheetor and Rattrap are both walking down this hallway towards Optimus, Dinobot, and Rhinox. We're here seeing that they're still discussing things. Rattrap is sort of looking a bit pissed off, but then he sort of, you know, changes his expression to not allude to there's been something that's been going on. He's like, hey, fearless leader, what's the haps? To which Optimus is like, where have you two been? He's like, Cheetor's like, oh, just hawking around. And Rattrap's like, you know, Cheetor needed some activity. You were kind of rough on him before. Everybody makes mistakes, you know? And then and then Rhinox gives him the eye. Yeah. <laughs> sort of looks at him and Cheetor has yeah, this really goofy looking smile that I love yeah and he's like yeah but mm. it was and he like tries like but it was fair that you know what like he was like it, yeah you, you should have been hard on me and he's like well maybe I was a little bit too harsh but still you know like so basically like he apolog- they both apologize to each other yeah which I find funny because like you know he had a legitimate reasons to be mad but then he's like, "Yeah, I guess I was a little too harsh." Well, he was yeah. he was pretty pretty hard on Cheetor. Yeah. And then and then Rat Trap decided to pile it on. <laughs> <laughs> Did not help. And then he had to sort of save Cheetor's butt after getting him into the situation. <laughs> but Cheetor's like, "From now on, this cat is a team player." And Optimus is like, "I'm glad to hear it." So. Rattrap and Cheetor go back down the hallway they had just come from. Because they don't need them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they actually, yeah, they didn't need them. They didn't need them for this, for this, uh, standing there and, and strategizing about how they're gonna do this thing that actually they don't ever, like, come up again. Yeah. They never really touch upon it again, ever that. We, uh, we get Cheetor, he's about to thank Rattrap, and Rattrap interrupts him, he says, save it, kiddo. If I told Optimus about your little play date with Tarantulas. He kicked my sweet pink butt too. And I'm realizing I didn't realize that Rattrap's butt was pink. I think he meant he was trying to refer to his tail, but he kind of just went wrong with the phrasing. Probably. Yeah. I, I would say, aren't 
if you remove the hair, uh, rats are pink. So yeah. assumedly there's no hair on his butthole, so his butthole's probably pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> How do we keep coming back to animal butts? I hey it's 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 the show. It's not yeah. us. That's true. <laughs> Okay, true. Something else I, I observed about this episode, and I'm I'm th- trying to think if it's a how much of a trend it is. So the I feel like in every interaction that we've had so far, the Predacons never actually attack the Maximals, mm-hmm. or, or well, or they most of the time they don't. The one time I can think of is they did attack when uh, during to interrupt the duel between Optimus and Dinobot, yes. but. Uh, Initially, when Cheetor ran into Waspinator in the first episode, he said, it's robots in disguise, and then he attacked him. And then yeah. and, and then he's the one that shot uh, Megatron in that episode. When the, Ma- when the Predacons are, are they're going after the Energon, the, the Maximals attack them down. In this episode, they're just, they're just wanna, they just want to protect themselves with, their, with, that, with, that, uh, with that big gun, and you know, Cheetor comes after him there. Um, you know, then Rat Trap comes and interrupts interrupts uh, his lunch. Um, <laughs> even even the very beginning, the Maximals were chasing the Predacon ship. Yeah. So maybe the Maximals are the aggressors here. Yeah, but <laughs> when they came out of the, those Predacons, but when they came out of the transwarp, they they were saying that their ship was was having problems. So, assumedly, the they were at least fired upon before they came out of the transwarp. That doesn't really specify if they started it or not, but still. Right. Well, they. I mean, they didn't. They didn't. The the Predacons stole the golden disc, and then the Maximals were going after them. You know, I'm yeah. just saying maybe there's more to it. Maybe history was written by the victors. Yeah, maybe. It is so possible. I'm just, I'm just I'm just trying to like look for maybe there's something some subtext here because yeah like I said like I said earlier you know you were saying that Cheetor didn't didn't appear to be heroic in his dream and like I said I never I never really perceive either side as as having uh, moral superiority I just sort of see two factions fighting each other generally but uh, we'll we'll see how it sort of how it develops as the show goes on yeah I think definitely in like the the Beast Machine seasons uh, there's more of a very Clear gray definition. area. There's less of a gray area, I would say. Like, <laughs> well, they definitely yeah. want you know galactic conquest and all, but aside from that, <laughs> <laughs> no biggie. <laughs> Nothing. Short so they're of the just galaxy. imperialists. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's peace I'm... through tyranny is the way that they go about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I you know I'm not basing this on all on everything. I'm just saying so far, and I'm even. I'm even because uh, I like to. Th- sometimes I like to think of fiction uh, as like a, a fiction television show or a fiction form of media as maybe it was go- you know going another level. And it, what if it was nonfiction, but it was still presented that way? Hmm. You know, that's that's how I that's how I justify um, why Han doesn't shoot first in the special edition. Because in the actual story, when it, when the movie was originally made, which was closer to what actually happened, you know, they 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 had him shooting first, and then sort of the way the story evolved over time when they redid it, they you know they're like, oh well, no, no, totally, Greedo shot it, you know, Greedo shot first, Han, mm. Han Solo, hero of the rebellion, would never, 
<laughs> that <laughs> lovable road. Yeah. So you're just looking at how propaganda is change changing in the act in the context of this story. And not not even necessarily like propaganda, but just just you know, there are two sides to every story. Maybe maybe the uh, the the pre- maybe the there is a little bit more to the predicons. You know, like like when uh, when he said maybe maybe they did change the exact words of uh, of Megatron's speech when he said you know. Oh well, maybe it was peaceful time for you, you know. But for the Predacons, blah, blah blah blah. Maybe he actually did talk about the, you know, class discrimination based on the based on their Predacons. So we're getting a secondhand like account of everything. What actually right? That's that's happen. sort of what I'm. That's sort of what I'm. What I'm. What I, the way I like to think of of, of peace the lens, fiction. The lens through the maximal theory. eyes. <laughs> especially especially when you're talking about. Uh, Things that are in, that are in universe that aren't necessarily internally consistent or that have multiple continuities, I think it I think it works better as uh, um, uh, somebody described the Star Wars expanded universe as everything is a is a is a window into that universe and some windows are foggier than others. Yeah. So uh, that's a good way of putting. So what, it. what yeah. you're saying is that in the Japanese laser discs of like. Maximal edition and Predacon edition. You watch the Predacon edition, and the Predacons are all like, "Maximals, we just wanted to live on this planet away from your tyranny." <laughs> Why yes, are you exactly. Chasing exactly. Us? You know, yeah. since, since the laser discs <laughs> are the ones that are closest; those are closest to the original texts. Laser discs are more canon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, in closing, after he makes the reference to his pink butt. Uh, he says, oh, and one more thing. If you ever pull a stunt like this again, I will personally rearrange your spots. Now get out of my way. I got garbage to munch. He, he yeah. or somebody <laughs> rearranged his spots earlier. <laughs> Maybe it was Rhinox, but Rattrap really wanted to do it. I like how he, he mentions that he has to go off and eat garbage like he's Templeton the Rat. <laughs> it's great. Oh, is that, that was a, so that was a reference? Charlotte's, Charlotte's Web. Web. Charlotte's Web. Uh, I not uh, haven't read Charlotte's Web since I was a small child. So. Oh, what a fitting gr- reference for this episode. <laughs> I grew up. Oh, on- <laughs> yeah, that is that actually is really clever. Yeah, <laughs> I I grew up on like uh oh what what was it uh version like uh Hanna Barbera did a did it productions did a uh-huh. cartoon version of it. And it was really good. Like, uh, like as a kid, like growing up, like I said, like I watched a lot of uh, things in in the video store, including Transformers and GI Joe. But Charlotte's Web, the Charlotte's Web, uh, like TV movie, was another one. Yeah, we and, had it on VHS too. Yeah. <laughs> and were Templeton there any the- other? Were there any other? See, this like the fact that it was a spider centric thing, and then he says something about Charlotte's Web at the end. It makes me wonder if there were other references that we didn't catch. I don't know. Yeah, we might come across the, wars. We're watching. Who was in charge of the IMDb wiki for, for Beast Wars? <laughs> they should have, or I guess IMDb is IMDb a wiki? I don't. know. But that should have been in the trivia that it's a that it's a reference to Charlotte's Web. That's like super clever. I'm. I want to like study. I need to read Charlotte's Web and then rewatch this episode. I think you need to make an IMDb account and add that in the trivia. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Tarantulas hanging up, uh, cheater in the web, spelling out some pig. <laughs> <laughs> so the final 
cut that we have is uh, it's a zoom in on Cheetor as Rat Trap's walking off, and he says, "And thanks for saving my life, pal." And that's Aww. the end of the episode. They're friends, sort of friends. <laughs> Charlotte saved Babe. What's the pig in Charlotte's Web's name? Wilbur. Wilbur. Yep. Charlotte saved Wilbur's life. Yep. It's another reference to Charlotte's Web. Sure. <laughs> and like a million other other pieces of media. <laughs> I it's just like it's just like you've 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 you broke my brain with that pointing out that that was Templeton from Charlotte's Web. You blew his mind. The funny oh, yeah. thing was that was, Templeton was, uh, in the cartoon was voiced by Paul Lind, and that's that's oh, a yeah, very that's right. Yeah, that's a very distinct voice and person. Yes. Like, oh. I'm, I'd go on to it, but that's a tangent that would just go crazy. We uh, don't yeah. want to go there. <laughs> but overall, what what were you guys' thoughts on the episode? I really liked it. It was a, I mean, like, I said before, the Cheetor was my favorite character, and it's kind of a Cheetor Center episode, so I like that. And I like the character interactions and the back and forth with like Cheetor and Rhinox and and like uh, and Rhinox and che- and I know about Trap and Cheetor. And yeah, there's, it's just kind of like a fun little episode, and I felt like a lot happened. A very short amount of time, and it didn't it did. feel rushed. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a very good standalone episode. You know, that kind of just gives you a good snapshot of basically what everything's like on of the Beast Wars. You know, like how they're you know trapped and they're fighting against each other, and these things are happening. And it also gives like a nice kind of uh, breakdown of a lot of the characters, Especially how creepy Tarantulas is. Yeah, this is like the first time it really gets into how fucked up Tarantulas can be. Yeah, I I liked the Tarantulas stuff, and I mean, I I think I just need to get get used to the the structure of the Beast Wars episodes because it's been so long since I watched them and everything. It, 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 they, I mean, a twenty two minute episode isn't very long, no. so no. it felt like there wasn't a lot in this episode. Um. But I think that may have more to do with just me and the type of media that I watch because I tend to watch, I tend to watch hour-long shows and I tend to watch, you know, several episodes in a row as opposed to watching them one one a week. This is crazy. Who? I mean, what kind of what kind of monster only watches one episode of a TV show a week? Nobody does that anymore. No, it's 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 crazy. Or if you do, if you do, it's it's on it's. You know the show that it's 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 as it's actually airing, and then you've got like eighteen other shows that you have to watch too. So it's like you're, but man, just watch. But no, but if a series is already out, then yeah, no one watches it. Like right, right, yeah, just watching one ep- one a week, not even one a night. Like I, I've de- there are definitely shows that I've Netflixed one a night, but I mean, but it's just geez. a breakdown of everything that happens. Like okay, like Cheetor goes and gets the comm device, he goes and tests it out, he runs into Scorpionock and has a firefight with him, and then mm-hmm. he gets damaged, gets brought back to base, and then they have a big fight at base, he runs out, he gets caught by Tarantulas, and then Rattrap has to go save him while Optimus and Dinobot are having an argument, and then there's a big <laughs> fight with Rattrap, <laughs> Rattrap and, and uh, Tarantulas, and then, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a lot when you say it like that, and then right. it's like... Do you think I'm going to have you summarize the episodes the from now on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do that fast, just like, yeah. boom. Five minute podcast. Bye. All done. Well, you know, I mean, you know, some rewatch podcasts do that. They do like just a real quick summary and then they discuss the episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I like that would be 
we we would we would we need, that we need more structure that. than that. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to go off on the lovely tangents that we do. Or we would that would be all we did. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna go into some questions now. I'm yes. excited. My questions. Um you wanna start with the Twitter one? Sure. Yeah, let's okay. start with that Twitter one. So uh at Soul I'm going by the like their full na- uh full Twitter handle at Soul uh, um, Omnia Lucet. Is that yep. Lucet? How do yep. you say that? Soul Omnia Lucet, I'd say. Okay. Uh he or they ask, Goldar Goldar is a transformer. Is he a maximal or predicon? What does his beast mode look like? And I'm guessing he would be a Predacon. Yeah. But he like, has to be a Maximal because he's, he's a bird and a mammal put together. <laughs> so he's like a Fusor. He's he, like he would, he would be like the, ma- the Predacon version of Dinobot, who's like a, he's a, he's <laughs> he a was, Maximal well, who maximal. went Predacon. Yeah. And then back to Maximal because in the end of Power Rangers, Goldar is like pretty benign. <laughs> well, he like, hangs he's, out. As far as I am watching in, in Zio, he's a uh, he's a he's he's bulk and skull's servant. Yeah, he's pretty benign. Like I said, he's not he's not benevolent, but he's not like dangerous either. Like I don't know. Oh, that's right. I think he he got amnesia, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, spoilers! Uh, I'm not that far. Nope, sorry. Um, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Well, in Zio, you said you you already had the part where he's like, "Folks, oh, yeah, that's what yeah." But he doesn't there. have he doesn't have amnesia. He just thought, when Rita and Zed ran away, him and Rito got left behind, and they need a place to stay, and so they so Bulk and Skull <laughs> let them stay with him as oh. long as they're their servants. I th- oh, I thought yeah. the whole reason they were like listening to Bulk and Skull was because of the amnesia thing. Maybe I they don't know. get amnesia then. I don't even remember now. Maybe, I mean, they probably I do. That sounds like it. something that would happen. <laughs> He's certainly going to touch on that, I bet. Yeah, in, in, like, in, in like, like 10 years. <laughs> in literally literally two and a half years, yes. Because <laughs> they're, they're just getting finished with the first season. Um, uh, but uh, so my take is I feel like he would be um, – he would either be a – bat or a like a moth maybe some kind of some kind of undesirable animal with wings because he's got the wings i think he's already a fuser like we said i don't think yeah Yeah, i i think they would they would just totally go with some his mythological form which he'd be a griffin yeah well the, the bird face a cat face yeah, wings. but that's that's the thing is that we'd have to pin down which mythological creature he's supposed to be, like a jackal face sphinx or or, okay, he, or he's a, he definitely like okay like the original show his name is Griforzor. Yeah. yeah, so he's trying to they're trying to make a griffin, but without the the the, the bird part isn't the face, it's just the wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it is very important to establish too that this only works if Megatron is Lord Zed. If Megatron is Rita, then I don't. Then I don't know if he's a Maximal or a Predacon, or if he if he is a Predacon, he's like you know trying to trying to usurp him. Um, but if 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 he's if if it's Lord Z- if Megatron is Lord Zed, then yeah, he's definitely a Predacon. Yeah, some sort of well, you know what? He he's freaking he's Pterosaur. He's just Pterosaur. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of. Yeah, that's yeah, who he is. Give, give him a chance. He'll overthrow the leader. 
Yep. Definitely. Or or maybe Pterosaur, but I think I I don't know. Goldar has got some pretty strong allegiance to uh, Lord Zed. I just learned in the Power Rangers uh, comic, which is probably canon. I don't know um, that Goldar actually murdered his brother uh, because Lord Zed asked him to. So wow, that's fucking wow. awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, it's well, good, yeah. It, uh, the comics the are so just, good. <laughs> the Power Rangers comic is so good. It's like <laughs> it's like they they literally were, they were like, okay, we're gonna take Power Rangers and we're gonna write. Well, we're going to take the concepts <laughs> of Power Rangers. We're going and we're going to apply good writing to it. And and yeah, this annual, yeah. they did this annual that was a compilation of stories that just just came out a week or two ago. And and boy was boy was it good. Even which normally like the, those kinds of things are hit and miss because it's you know it's it's people who've never written comics before half the time uh, doing them. But yeah, yeah, Goldar murdered his brother. Uh, because Lord Zed asked him to. Because uh, it was when they were fighting. They were fighting against Zordon's planet. I don't remember what the name of the planet is. Oh, uh, Eltar. Eltar. They were fighting against Eltar, and um, Lord Zed was going to send Goldar and his brother to Earth. And Goldar's brother was like, "No, this is ridiculous. I'm going to take you down." And Lord Zed was like, "Okay, murder your brother now." And, and so he did. Wow. And, wow. and took his brother's sword or something like that. Maybe maybe it was either that he told, he had Goldar murder him or or he murdered Goldar Goldar's brother in front of him and then gave him the sword. I I'm <laughs> now I'm now I'm questioning myself. I don't know. I was tired. I'll have to check this out. <laughs> but but yeah, but yeah, fact check me on that. <laughs> um uh, uh, all I'm all I'm thinking is Lord Vegeta, Frieza's gonna destroy Vegeta. Wait, me, <laughs> my planet, or my son? <laughs> yes. Wait, Vegeta has a son named Vegeta? Yeah, Vegeta's... Oh, oh Vegeta, the Vegeta that we know, because his father was... Yeah, his, his, okay. the king of... Yeah. And the planet was named Vegeta, too. Yeah, yeah. I knew the planet was named Vegeta. <laughs> uh, so, I think we had a couple of questions on fake Facebook as well, didn't we, Jordan? Yes. On fake book. Oh, he just <laughs> burned it. <laughs> fake block. I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I've been watching the new season of Arrested Development. Uh, so, David uh, Muma, is that how you say that? M-U-M-A-W? Sorry if I got it wrong. Uh, asks, which character you would like to be either in the events of the show or in your everyday life? Ooh. And I'm still sticking with my favorite character of uh, of Silverbolt, mostly because in in everyday life, being able to fly would be awesome. Yeah, I think I'm- I don't want to be any of them in everyday life. <laughs> I'm cool with being a human, because like I mean, as much as flying would be cool, I also don't want to become a robot thing. <laughs> my, my life would like I mean I don't know I guess I wouldn't have to work anymore I could just live on a mountain. But I like playing video games. I don't know like I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, then what about in the events of the show, which I'd find be... I wouldn't want to do that either. They're in the yeah. middle of a war. I don't want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I had to pick one, it would probably be Silverboard 2 or Act Racer in real life just because of flight. And I think, a cool a cool wolf thing is, is just, it's just cool yeah. being a wolf with wings. I don't so know. I, guess, I, I think uh, in real life, if I could just for a day, I'd want to be uh, Optimal Optimus. Just turn into a, a truck a jet or a robot or a giant robot gorilla. That'd be kind of cool. Is he in a show? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. I think I would want to be tarantulas. Um, okay. He seems to be. Well, first of all, you know, he's I'm worried about you now, Chan. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's you know, I'm I can relate to that. Um, um, but also, <laughs> he seems he seems sort of like like he's he's his own boss. You know, he's got his own he's he got his, his own, own layer. He's, yeah, he he kind of does what he wants to do. I mean, he he works for the Predacons, who again, I, I I'm at this point in the show, you know, leaning towards the idea that uh, that they might actually be the good guys here. <laughs> but I just yeah, you know, he's he's kind of he's kind of do, does his own thing. He's got his he's got his skills, so he's needed by the by the Predacons, and they you know it seems like he's appreci- he's happy enough in his position. I yeah, think, I think always having fun. I mean, listen to him laugh. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be. I would say, I would say, of all the characters, he seems to be the most sort of happy. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> he is fine. All with the his Maximals life. are miserable. Like Scorponok. Scorponok is probably like my my se- the second one, just because he's, you know, he's just happy to please Megatron, you know. But he's but he's also kind of like I would have a trouble in that role. Whereas being the the sort of independent contractor that is uh, tarantulas, that's um, that's where I that's where I would go. Yeah. And that's in the events of the show. I agree. I agree. I wouldn't really want to be anybody um, in real life, except for me. I mean, I would be. I of all of them, I would say I would be Optimus Primal. Just because he's got the cool, he looks the coolest as a robot. Well, and he's the twenty-dollar toy. Yeah, and he's got yeah, it's the twenty-dollar toy. I could sell my body for twenty dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and you know, the flight—he's like the best at flight. And if this was regular Earth in my day-to-day life, I wouldn't have to worry about uh, the uh, too much energon, so I could just always be in robot form. Yeah. I think Gorilla Form would be chill too. And yeah, I mean, yeah, and actually, Unless yeah, Gorilla Form, you could still. Oh, poor <laughs> yeah. Lisa uh, Zoo in Cincinnati. Was that a, was that I, was, a har- <laughs> I was gonna say, was that a Harambe joke? I was <laughs> gonna say, like, I, I shouldn't even, but like, yeah. I just imagine like you, you're, you're Optimus Prime now, Ken, and you're at you're at a zoo like undercover, and like a kid falls in, and you just like kind of grab it and like you're gonna go bring it up because you're not a dick you're just gonna bring it up but they get scared and they shoot you and nothing happens because you're fucking robot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. and they just like and you just like, turn and look at them and they're like holy fuck <laughs> and, then and then you say, bring the kid up like put him down like look at him and then just go back to your cage Kendall primal <laughs> And I, would, and I would use my like hacker skills or something because I'm a robot, so I'm like connected with the internet, and figure out where somebody was going to get a gorilla from the wild, and then I would, yeah, I would go undercover at that zoo as well. <laughs> Show how terrible the conditions at zoos are these days. Yep. Man, yeah, man, yeah. No, well, I'm not even expose. Or you know, you know, there are like retirement homes for like. Uh, for like movie gorillas, yeah, That's you amazing. could, yeah. yeah there's so, and I could even, you know what? For that matter, I could just be like a movie gorilla. Like I could get jobs as like actor ever. Yeah, 
I could even I could talk, and they'd be like, "Oh, well, that's cool. You can talk." They give no. you a TV show. Star in the you can star in the hit movie A Talking Gorilla. It'd <laughs> 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 give me a TV show based on based on uh, my life events. It'd be like everybody, everybody, uh, everybody is scared of a talking gorilla. They'll make a live action uh, Overwatch movie, and they'll they'll cast you. <laughs> Oh, that that would be the ideal. <laughs> you don't need those CG. Yeah, like, You've got a fucking gorilla here that can talk. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> every, every well, I mean that gorilla. guy, the, the 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 I could you know the Planet of the Apes gorilla guy, like. Oh you know. wow! Yeah, yeah. So many options available to you now, as this Optimus Primal gets Kendall Primal. And I could like, and I could yeah, it'd be good for method like acting and. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we've got um, one, well, more, one more series of questions, I guess. It's, yeah, it's multi-part. So Alex Morris asks that... I have uh, a good well, answer for this. Well, first he, <laughs> first he posts the hypothetical, you are hosting a house party for these robot animals. And then he asks a series of questions, including who is the party mom? Who has a little too much to drink? Who brings a really weird dish that no one likes? Who starts all the drama? And who shows up that wasn't invited? I think Rhinox would be the party mom. No, I... Yeah, okay, you can do the full thing first, but I have I have a list, except for maybe the dish one. Everything else I I have. Well, see, I think he would also bring the dish that no one likes, but he wouldn't care. Yes, yeah. It's like it would be like it like a like a like an old dish his his parents or his mother used to make that no one will touch. Yeah, but he doesn't care. And I know um, who who shows up that wasn't invited is Waspinator. I was gonna. <laughs> that's my answer for that one too. Yeah. It's. I was like, ah, the Maximals are having a party. Waspinator wasn't invited. <laughs> I think was... uh, Dinobot would have too much to drink. Oh, and then he, he would start fighting everyone. Exactly. Or try to. Yep. Okay, <laughs> so I think the party mom would be Rat Trap. And the reason, as we see here, is that Rat Trap's like, ask, really, ask, axed really, I can't say words, axed really abrasive, but really deep down, He's kind of a softy, yeah. so he would he would be like everyone's about to go party. He's like, and he's like, yeah, man, like let's, let's party hard. And he's he's done a lot, Rat Trap. <laughs> he's done a fucking coke, so he like appears like nothing, right? So everyone else is getting like kind of too drunk, like a little like not the most. The one who's getting the most drunk is Cheetor because he's a teenager. So they're all getting really, they're all kind of like doing shit, and Rat Trap's like running around helping everybody. Rhinox might be the mom, but he doesn't give a shit. He's just sitting there with, like, sipping his whiskey, like, not giving... He's just sitting there chilling out. Like, he's not going to be going on helping people. It's a rat trap who does that shit. The and then, yeah, bad. the drama would be uh, Dinobot, because he's a fucking asshole. And then, again, Waspinator. The dish is the only one I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, uh... Maybe... Maybe Rhinox, like you said, but he just wouldn't care. I think Rhinox would make good food, actually. I think he'd be a good chef. So maybe, like... Optimus brings a dish, and they all act like they like it because he's their boss. <laughs> but but they don't like it. <laughs> okay, so oh, it, I was gonna say it. It's either I was gonna for my pick. I was either Rhinox for the weird dish or Tarantulas, and Ooh. we just we just don't want to know what it is. See, I assume no Predacons were there besides Waspinator because Waspinator gets no love at like the pre- with the Predacons. So he sees a Wasp that uh, Maximals having a big party and he's like, "You know, like Dinobot switch sides. Maybe I could just show up and have a good time at the party. <laughs> it won't be a big deal." <laughs> okay, so 
You guys gave some good answers. I'm going to give the correct answers. Oh, um, so first of all, I'm first not going to back down on Red Shad the mom. Totally. Well, well, just just <laughs> listen, listen, listen to me on this. And this is also this is also I'm basing this entirely on the on these three episodes that we've seen. So I because I haven't <laughs> you know I haven't really I, I watched stuff when I was ten, but I haven't like really revisited stuff. Okay, so the party mom is going to be Rhinox, and I can you know because there are multiple times where where. Rat Trap doesn't want to do something, and Rhinox kind of says, "No, you need to do this." Yep. Like, there's we've seen that several times. Um, who has a little too much to drink? I agree, is Cheetor because because he's a teenager. Who brings a, re- a really weird dish that no one likes? That's going to be Optimus because he seems to have a very different. I nobody even though he's the leader, like nobody really seems to listen to him. He's got a very different mindset than than anyone else so like he's the one that he's the one that like yeah he brings something weird he brings the escargot brownies oh. <laughs> i was gonna who say starts, who starts all the drama i mean especially before this episode in the pilot in the in the second it's it's always it's rat trap you know rat trap's the one that like literally your teammate is getting shot at go help him no i'm not going to <laughs> i'm just gonna stand here See, the reason I don't see Rhinox as the mom is because is because of his approach to like taking care of people is very subdued. You can't do that with drunk people. You can't like uh, just be subtle point. about t- about handling drunk people. And Rat Trap would not be subtle. He'd be running around like like sh- like shoving his face in their face and being like, "Cheetor, you've had fucking enough. Calm down." <laughs> <laughs> so that almost sounds more like Optimus then. I feel like I Optimus has the more direct approach. I I just feel I feel like uh, I think Optimus I mean, would be I, socially awkward in a party setting. Well, and that's and that's why I led. To, that's why I picked him as the weird dish guy. So would yeah. Optimus and, and Tommy be off in a corner playing Chrono Trigger? That's the, one, that's the one maximal that showed up that wasn't invited is Dinobot. Yeah, I mean you know that's just you know that's just science. Mm-hmm. So you know I, I'm just I'm just. Uh, just, 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 you know, those are the correct answers. You guys, we can discuss, you know, what, what we can <laughs> Yeah, like, and like, the reason I, I don't see Red Trap is starting, as, like I said, he's, he, he feels like a guy who's, like, seen some shit, like, in terms of parties and shit. So, like, he, he, he wouldn't get, like, too drunk and then, like, start drama after that. Like, he usually, like, I agree with you that most of it's, like, with Dinobot, he was very aggressive in his drama. But with Cheetor, he usually just like, kind of snarks at him. And then yeah. Cheetor gets too upset. See, I so feel like Rat Trap like... is going to start the drama because Optimus told him that they were just going to stop there for like one drink, um, and then and then it, and then they end up having to stay the whole night there because their car broke down on, on the <laughs> when they when they got there. Shouting <laughs> a house party situation too, so it's a, lot, it's a lot of variables, I guess. Well, I'm hosting a. When you say house party, that means that it's a party at my house, right? Not. That everybody lives yes. there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's a so yeah. So they they drove they drove out. I live you know I live out in the in the boonies, just because I'm an old friend of Optimus and Optimus is like Rat Trap. I need I need you to come with me because I don't know anybody else here. And then Rat, <laughs> and we're just gonna we're just gonna stay for like one two drinks max. Then I'm gonna then we're gonna go home. I know that you have work in the morning. And then and then like as soon as they get there, Rat Trap's like. I you said one you said one drink I I I took a shot okay now can we leave you know that's I'm just saying you know he's there for he's he's not there to drink he was he wants to explore space 
He doesn't want to be at a party. <laughs> See, I was imagining the house party just being the Maximals' base, and everyone lives there. So, I get yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, I think I think the difference is the difference is is this a situation where if Rat Trap wants to be there, then maybe he doesn't start the drama. But I just feel like I feel like, um, especially based on what we've seen in in the first two episodes. Because uh, I thought of the answers here before even seeing this most recent episode. So just based on the pilot and the and the second episode, I feel like I feel like Rat Trap's the one that starts all the drama in those episodes. Hmm. I think they're all good answers. You know, listeners, tweet us on who you think. <laughs> yeah, run out real, here. Just real fast. <laughs> what about Predacons? What do you guys think about oh. pre- the Predacons answer? Okay. That's it's still Waspinator is the one not invited. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what. Was- Waspinator wasn't invited, and Tarantulas has the weird dish that no one likes. I think that's pretty pretty yeah. obvious. Um, uh, I think Pterosaur would start the drama. You think Ter? See, I feel like Pterosaur is like not even. No, I well, think Pterosaur would get drunk and he'd get you know, and then start the mouth. drama. Yeah. So Pterosaur would have too much to drink then. Yeah. And I mean. So I thought Scorpion, Scorpionock would have too much to drink just because he's kind of like a weenie. I feel like I feel like <laughs> this would be before, I feel like this would be before uh, Dinobot left and Dinobot would start all the drama. Yeah, if he and, and, he and the party mom there, is, yeah. is Megatron because no one else can really be the one in charge. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it, folks. The definitive Transformer house party. In the college AU that somebody on Tumblr made. <laughs> Look forward to House Party 2 with Trans... House Party oh, 2 House Electric Party Boogaloo. Two. I was going to oh, say... Oh, I was going to say with Kid and Play, but God. No. <laughs> House Party 2 Back in the Habit. <laughs> House Party 2 Judgment Day. House, House Party 2 Beast, <laughs> Beast Warzer. <laughs> so does anybody have anything they wanted to plug this week? Uh, I actually do wanted to plug uh, Turn to Page again. Mm-hmm. I, I think I mentioned it before. Uh, Jesse Cooper basically reads uh, a book, uh, one of those old choose-your-own-adventure books with, with a couple of friends, and they you know they goof around and stuff like that. I wanted to plug it again because uh, the last couple of ones, they've been reading uh, one about space vampires. Oh, and it's God. just freaking awesome. Like there's I need to look, literally, I need to look this up because that yeah, does sound interesting to me. And, like, and I listen to just, podcasts at work. Yeah, just like uh, search up, uh, search turn to page, and it should come up. It has some really like awesome cover art of like a wizard with a robot eye monocle on, it, and it's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there's there's literally a point in the in the book where like you know you're a space cadet who just graduated, and you go talk to one of your superior officers, and he's just like standing, and he's like, well. Do you believe in space vampires? Just totally straight face, and it's just like what? It's like it's it's like there 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 are space vampires, and they're different from Earth vampires, but not that much different. It's it turn is, the page, oh not permission God. to turn the page. Yeah, it's turn to page. Okay, because there's something else that came up. Oh, and who who's the one who does it? The name? Uh, Jesse Cooper, I believe, is his name. Jesse Cooper, because there's, there's actually a lot of podcasts with that name, apparently. Ah. <laughs> But there's only one that's War and Beast. Yep. On his Patreon page. Yeah, uh, because he he actually like you know uh, offers like people they can send him books because like uh, I like, found I mean, these, these old these old books are you know like 
at most like can be range from like a buck to like five bucks. And if you send him a book, he'll you know he'll credit you. Or if even if you wanted a guest on there and you send in the book, he he might he'd be willing to set something up too. Oh wow! Yeah, Laser Transformer is one of those too. Yeah, I think there there was one. I know there's been a lot of like just based on the, on various title like on various things. Like I have a couple of like GI Joe choose your own adventure books. <laughs> I had a Goosebump one when I was a kid. Yeah, they did a they did a Goosebumps book too. Which was like, I think it was called TikTok, You're Dead. Oh, I, I had that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has like a and, watch that's a time that's a time machine. Yeah, and at at some point, like, it says like, uh, if to like to continue to like the correct course of action, what was you turn to the page that was the number missing from the clock in the Cuckoo Clock of Doom or something like that, like basically one of the Goosebumps books. So basically, he was plugging one of his own books in the Choose Your Own Adventure book, and basically, like you had to read that book to be able to find the right path in this book. That's all. Well, the um, the carnival of the carnival one, like there were a t- I remember there being a ton of references to other Goosebumps books in it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and um, does anyone else want to plug stuff? Uh. Yeah, you guys should listen to the second half of the most recent episode of Let's Place that Jordan was on. It's really good. The, the I will get first, to it eventually myself. The first half of that episode's a little rough, but the second act, the second half is totally worth it. Wait, what? What? I forget what exactly constitutes as the second half. Is that when Mike Blaze comes back? Um, after the guy that you couldn't hear that was just alphabetizing the games it completely drops off the call, it became great. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. So there you go, Luke. We managed to, to promote the show for you. <laughs> also, also follow me on Twitter at K Hallman. Uh, that's K-H-A-L-M-A-N. I tweeted a couple times this week, even though I didn't get any new followers. Aww. Aww. I followed you, but I guess that doesn't count, right? It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's got to be uh, <laughs> independent. You guys can make fake Twitters if you want. Just don't tell me. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I'll plug my Twitter and my Tumblr again. Uh, my Tumblr is dangerchair.tumblr.com. I haven't done a new picture this week, but uh, I'm working on something right now. And I tweet at johndar726. There we go. So, yeah. And always, if anybody has any questions, uh, you can hit us on Twitter at Warren Beast or on the Facebook group. Uh, we actually had a few new members that popped on. Uh, so, of course, if you just search Warren Beast podcast on Facebook, you should be able to find us. We'll be the first hit there. Uh, and then we have the uh, the Gmail. So that's Warren Beast podcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for emails and anybody that wants to comment on Facebook. We're on iTunes now as well, so I'm happy that we we're able to announce that. I was going to announce that last week. That was Yay. the big announcement. Fortunately, everything came up, but yes, we are now searchable on iTunes. So if you if you want to subscribe through there, uh, feel free to give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you guys if you have any comments on there as well. And uh, of course, always we'll uh, we'll. Plug Audio Entropy. We're really uh, uh, thankful that they were able to add us to the website and add us to the network, and we're really happy to be there. Yeah, it's super cool. Thanks, Audio Entropy. Yep. So, yeah, that's been a week. 
So I guess that's it tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, without the case, uh, I've been Greg. I've been John. I've been Jordan. And I've been Kendall. Let's roll. Mm, terrorize. <laughs> That's just prime. My filters will adjust. <laughs> <laughs> yes.